Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't mouse. I'm the boss. Pocahontas. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, um, uh, uh. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM. And Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can be a part of today's program. What is on your mind? You can chime in with a question, comment, concern. Otherwise, on YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and make sure you're following us on Facebook as well as we keep you up to date on what is going on in the pirate nation and beyond so we hope to talk to you there on this friday uh we got shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt here in the pirate radio studios and uh plenty of guests to get to on today's show including the big man on campus jeff nadu from barstool sports he'll join us uh, in about 20 minutes or so and talk nfl playoffs also look at the upcoming college basketball weekend from a gambling perspective got that on the way got tony dunn joining us to make some picks for the divisional round of the nfl playoffs you can hear the games this weekend right here on pirate radio and uh, we will have our selections look back at last week also talk about some news and notes going on around the nfl brian north will join us coming up in the four o'clock hour as well and in hour number three we got morgan aylers and mark greenhill's golf shop radio show all that and a great giveaway uh as free beer friday is back today you can win a bud light seltzer apple slices variety pack sounds like a great prize somebody's gonna win that coming up on today's show can you believe it what a world all right so we got all that on tap for this friday edition of pirate radio live um all right steve hill's ready to go today he's coming out hot in the facebook chat so a little exercise here for shirley road steve hill says burgly a burgly a burgly a burgly he says clipper Clipper. he also says two little butt cheeks it's two little butt cheeks uh shirley also says swinging dingers swinging dingers steve hill also wants to shake his hand i want to shake his hand I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Steve Hill also. I want to shake his hand. Steve Hill also says Ric Flair. Woo! Ric Flair. Uh-huh. Woo! And uh, he wants to know if Chandler is in tune. Chandler, are you in tune on this Friday? I'm in tune. I'm ready to go. We're, we're having a freaking show. We're yeah. having a freaking show. We're in tune. We're hard newsed. Well, that ain't it. Charlie, that was a nice little. Uh, physical and mental exercise for you there to make sure you're ready to go for this show and uh job well done thank you thank you as long as he asks for things i know (laughs) i have loaded up when he asks for things i don't have that's when i get angry you've got about 
30 to 40 bullets in the chamber on each one of your your mm-hmm. screens there and uh all those were loaded ready to go mm-hmm. just uh popping off here on a free beer friday all right uh some news and notes to get to i guess starting real quick with uh ecu athletics uh with some news today i've seen steven Igo uh writing and tweeting about this a lot today and that is money coming in to east carolina not with the pirate club not with pirates unite but specifically with nil deals and the uh boneyard collective and um there have been some major gifts uh major money donated uh bill clark holmes uh getting involved with a one hundred thousand dollar pledge to team boneyard to help ecu out with the name image likeness and what they can do as far as providing to the student athletes and um there have been other gifts given as well and then sub dogs i saw today on twitter said we're in for ten thousand. who else wants to step up so this is uh this is new college athletics fundraising the nil these collectives that have been put together and you're doing it right now to catch up first of all with other schools but it has become a necessity if you want to compete in today's college football world so we've got uh you know all these teams across the country are doing it now all these schools in east carolina trying to be uh one of those Shirley, what do you got i i just read a tweet two minutes ago that i think is rather interesting noah henderson and I have to assume that he is referring to the very subject you're talking about. Where was all this generosity a year ago? <laughs> so, and yeah, yeah I guess I mean, they missed out on it on a, by a year. And that, I mean, that's going to happen. It's like, is whoever. Well, sometimes people are late to the party. Is Dak you know? Prescott really, um, should he be the most, the highest paid quarterback in NFL history or whatever? Well, no. I mean, they're. There's been better quarterbacks before Dak, but uh, you you have to keep up with the times. And and sometimes it does involve a little bit of luck where you happen to be in the right place at the right time. Is uh, the gas we put in our vehicles more va- like better quality than it was when it was less than a dollar 30 years ago? No, but we have to pay it. more for it. I hate that I have to pay more for it, yeah. but... I don't know if that's a good example, I gotta get, but I got to get change. from one, you know, from point A to point B. So if you got to do it, you got to do it. That you do. Um, so yeah, saw that nil. It is uh, here to stay. I saw a comment. Uh, somebody was responding to a tweet or something that Pirate Radio put out that I was tagged in, and it said the nil is ruining college athletics. And I'm sure some people feel that way, but you know, conference realignment ruined college athletics. All the giant TV money ruined college athletics. The transfer portal ruined college athletics. College athletics has been ruined a million times. College athletics ruined itself. College athletics ruined... uh, uh, Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart, (laughs) as Vince McMahon would say. So, it's uh, yeah, uh, college athletics has been ruined a million times. It's still moving on. Uh, There's probably some people that don't follow it don't love it as much as they once did but i think that's natural too over time we uh we find other interests we find out what is really important and some of those things get placed uh on the back burner but 
college athletics still going on and going strong and if east carolina wants to compete they're gonna have to do what everybody else is doing that includes uh at some point have an indoor practice facility which we're still kind of behind the times on so it is a whatever you want to call it rat race it never ends it's a cycle and it's going to go on and on and on uh until the day we are gone um steve hill says good job shirley now sing torn <laughs> yeah nah. but you're gonna need to set that up I wonder if Troy Troy uh, said yesterday he was close to bringing Prince in for the Pirate Radio Party. I wonder if we could get Natalie and, Bru- and Bruglia for the next one. There's no way she's doing much these days. I feel like that could be an attainable goal. Natalie and Bruglia. I always ask you who you would like to get uh, or what uh, Super Bowl performance you would like to see. Chandler, what musical act would you like to see for the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party? Um, and try to make it half realistic. Probably maybe. <coughs> I don't know. I guess this might be. There's a tie to the to the area, but uh, like part wait, of the hold on, hold on. Did you say tie? Tie. Hi. Tie. Tie. Hi. Hi. Tie. Tie. But like Parmalee, I guess. Parmalee. Hootie and the Blowfish. Huh. I think that'd be realistic. What if you just add Hootie? See, I was thinking Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker is fine too. Does he ever play with those guys anymore? Yeah. Hootie still still plays. Yeah, I think he still plays with. Because I know he's like a solo act, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Parmalee, Hootie. Who do you like? Who do you uh, Who do you want to see out there? John says, the Padres clip, come on, man. Come on, man. Yep. It matches his outfit. It is a hat. I like the, I like this brown hat. It's a good-looking hat. You just wait. You You'll like have to it. color coordinate between your hat and your clothes. I don't have anything against the Padres right now. I mean, you just wait. He'll have a 49ers hat here before you know it. That's right. My Niners. And I am a huge Niners fan now that the other teams in the NFC are the Mets. The Mets. I was just thinking about the sports guy. <laughs> are the Giants. Sports. Whoops. The Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. I said Mets because I was thinking about that Padres comment, and it's not like I'm going to come in here wearing a Mets hat or a Phillies hat or anything like that. You'll never see me in one of those. I can promise you that uh all right other news and notes going on around the world uh Derek wolf former nfl player killed a huge mountain lion and has a picture with it and the interesting part about this story about the headline i read it said he killed a huge mountain lion that was allegedly terrorizing a local neighborhood so he's, he's i was a like, hero Wait, is this mountain lion getting a bad rap, or is it actually, you know, terrorizing? Is this, co- is this like cocaine bear? <laughs> yeah, is it cocaine lion? Um, is this lion just getting a bad name, or is it really earned its poor reputation? Um, so, Wolf posted it on Instagram. He killed a mountain lion in Colorado, and uh, the giant mountain lion had killed let's see in this rural rural neighborhood shirley what's that word 
<laughs> Say it for me. Rural. Rural. <laughs> I know that's one. You of know your... I can't say that. Rural. Well, nobody can. Rural. Rural. It still don't sound right. Neighborhood. Um, this mountain lion killed two dogs. Oh wow! And was living under a lady's porch. That is freaking terrifying. Uh, wolf hiked twenty five hundred feet. Um, up a mountain. Wait, what is this? Wolf said he hiked 2,500 feet and down the other side of a mountain, then back up again, back down, and finally back up another 9,600 feet. Wolf said he was exhausted, dehydrated, cramping. He killed the mountain lion with a bow and arrow, and he's got a picture with it. Look at this thing. Just think of that was like on your front and your front yard. It is the size of Derek Wolf. It was an NFL player. It's bigger than Derek Wolf standing up. He's got it holding standing up. Things like six foot. That thing's like seven foot almost. Um, but anyway, I just found this interesting that because you see a picture now with a guy holding a giant animal like that, mm-hmm. and it's and it's like, well, why? You know, did he kill that thing for show? Mm-hmm. But I found it interesting that this was almost like self-defense. This was like a warranted kill of this mountain lion because it was out there killing dogs. And no, he he's literally a hero. Like, he Chandler. He, he saved a town. He's a hero. He saved he saved a community. Yes. by killing this thing. It was killing and, dogs. And not just like humans, but animals. The idea. Everybody. I mean, how could you even go outside if you knew this thing was living under your porch? Have you seen? Was it you, Charlie, that we were looking at this together? But there was a there's a bear hibernating under someone's porch. Um, it was their deck, under yeah. their like uh-huh. porch deck, yeah. And now, like a mountain lion under your porch deck. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, you you wouldn't want to go outside, but also you wouldn't want to call DoorDash or anything and put them in danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, or unless you were like hateful and was like, <laughs> yeah, let's. Let's get this. Let's put this person in just extreme danger. I guess the only thing you could do at that point is call a former NFL player to come rescue you. Hey, Tony Collins, <laughs> I need a favor. I've got a wolf under my <laughs> under my deck. Did you take care of in that? The house. <laughs> in the house. In the house. What a story. Um, what about a story? What about a story? uh john has more on my hat he's i mean is this what is this the kind of show we run here john says my bad you like poo and pee colors <laughs> what are we four years old <laughs> come on tim's gonna class up the joint a little bit and say hello clip chandler and shirley rhodes hello tim hey tim timmy timbo big time timmy jim welcome to the show gordon says hootie and the blowfish and gordon being fancy and uh current using pictures and emojis nice i'm assuming that is al and a blowfish are playing at pnc arena in february wow redbeard said the same thing on twitter wow you don't say is redbeard gordon walker oh redbeard exposed Uh oh don't dox him Redbeard literally at 310 said on Twitter, Hootie and the Blowfish are playing PNC in Raleigh sometime in February. On my notifications on Twitter, it says he sent that five minutes ago. <gasps> on Facebook, Gordon sent this four minutes ago. 
Huh. Huh. Hey, Redbeard, or should I say (laughs) Gordon? Actually, I know that that's not Redbeard. He's Batman. We can pretend it is. Commissioner Gordon and Redbeard, not the same person. But thank you equally for your comments. Uh, All right, so there's Mountain Lion story, NIL story. Um, We got to get to Nate Dew in a moment. We've got the Bud Light Seltzer Apple as our free beer friday giveaway today free beer free beer friday brought to you by bud light every day especially game day is better with an ice cold bud light pick up some bud light today at your favorite retailer bud light proudly distributed by carolyn eagle distributing since 1989 the official beer of the ecu parts part uh if every fruit in the world was on this table right here and you had to select one to enjoy what would be your fruit of choice? I ask you this because we're giving away the apple slices variety pack today. Apple, I would say a very common fruit. Fruit. Speaking of common fruits, what would you pick, Chandler? I didn't know. I didn't say the joke. I was. I was. Um, I'd probably go with a nice orange. I love orange slices. Seedless, please. You love an orange. I don't want a seed in my orange. You're a hayseed. What is, like, the seeds are big enough you can easily spit them out. But and you want to I want to eat it without having to, to spit a seed out. When it comes to spitting seeds, oranges have a good spittable seed, too. Uh, you can fire that, like, baby. <laughs> yeah. You can get some distance on that thing and some uh, velocity. So you're going orange, okay. Shirley, what fruit would you pick off the table? Peach. Huh. I thought about saying peach, but I was I like, I eh. love some peaches. Not a fan. I love them. I'll eat them all day. My uh, pick, and maybe I'm a little out there. Maybe I'm a little wacky. Maybe I'm a, a straight up wackadoodle. But, uh,. You want to you want to talk about a good? I don't know. If it's underrated. I don't even know if it's rated. Pomegranate, just an awesome. <laughs> you already had that ready to go. <laughs> you know, you know me way too well that you were. I that lady hates pomegranates that was like what a teacher in class or something it's like a professor and she's like it's it's a part of the class trying to get the class's attention it i don't know but um i come to find out that the teacher was trying to teach a lesson to the kids but it's still funny with no context but it's funny that i had that pulled up ready to go and as soon as she said pomegranates i was like all right i'm gonna play it on my little personal soundboard uh alert alert rig says 92.7 fm is down it's down we need to alert the proper authorities we're down down dead air man down man down down thank you for that rick um i don't know what's happening with that person morgan on facebook live that's gotta be something's going on there something's going wrong in morgan's life morgan morgan he took a uh Morgan, what are you talking about? I'm going to say Morgan Johnstone is not your real name. But somewhere in life, 
you took the wrong path. Robert Plant, and you're still on that path. Robert Plant said there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. And Morgan, there is still time to change the road you're on. It's not too late. It's never too late. One band said that in the early 2000s. What was the line again? <laughs> it's not too late. It's never too late. You know, when every when all those rock songs sounded the same in the early 2000s. <laughs> it's not too late is it breaking benjamin it might be nope it's three days grace oh son of a gun come on you should know that i should have known that that's on me uh let's see tyler on youtube with an interesting one he says cucumber is the best fruit tyler what are you talking about tyler, tyler? get out of here tim's a fan of apple moonshine mm. jack dover says mangoes are my favorite clip I don't know. If I I'm, gotta say, I don't think I've ever had a mango. Nor, per se. nor have I. I've had mango, mango flavored, flavored things, things. <laughs> like mango flavored smoothies. Are you trying to copy? <laughs> and by golly, it's great. But an actual mango, nah. I love. I like plums too. Plums are great. Plums. What are y'all talking what is wrong about? Wrong with you? Tyler with cucumbers. Awesome. You with plums. What is wrong with you? I will, I, look, during the summertime, give me some peaches, give me some plums, <laughs> and I am good <clears throat> to go. Peaches and plums. Uh, also, shout out to watermelon, the seedless. Winnable watermelon. Festival. Seedless. What's wrong with you? Are you a? You're like a three year old. You are a, seedless. You are so anti give it to me seed. seedless. Do you need a sippy cup to wash it down with? Yes. I'm. It's not gonna hurt you if you get a seed in something. Chandler was told as a kid that if he swallows a seed, it'll, it'll like grow. grow in it'll it. grow. Yeah. Oh. And he still thinks that. You chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you're such a chicken. Shirley, take me to break. Oh. Take me to church. When we return, we will talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll go through the playoff games. We'll also talk about the big ones coming up in college hoops this weekend. Great sports weekend on tab. We'll discuss it all with the BMOC, Jeff Nadeau from Barstool Sports when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswearenc.com now back to the show welcome back vacation sponsor right here in our very own backyard and you can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping rv space and air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with wi-fi if you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, if you're out and about this weekend, you can hear the divisional round of the NFL playoffs right here on Pirate Radio. Doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday coming your way. Right here on Pirate Radio, we'll talk about those games and what's going on in college basketball now as the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joins us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Uh, Jeff, how you doing today, man? I'm great. How are you, Clip? Doing great. And uh, Wednesday night at Sports Trivia, we had a um, team comprised of college, just out of college-aged guys. And 
I got uh, a little street cred because after the game, they said, hey, uh, how do you know Jeff Nadeau? And I, I kind of – well, the first thing I said was, yeah, he stole my broad. And a couple of them believe me. Um, but then I said, no, nah, I just kind of hooked up uh, via Twitter years ago. Actually, a buddy of mine said, hey, you got to – you got to follow this uh, big man on campus guy. He's killing it in basketball and uh, yada, yada, yada. We've uh, been chatting ever since. So, Nadeau, thanks for the uh, street cred with the kids around here, man. I appreciate it. Glad to help, Cliff. I mean, uh, that's pretty <laughs> dope that uh, that happened to you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I begin to be more discovered by people every day. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, that helps me a lot, Cliff, uh, being who I am with, with the ladies, you know, as well. So, um, for me, it works out. For you, it works out. Works out for everybody. Everybody's a winner in this relationship, uh, big man. Let's uh, let's start with football, and we'll get to college hoops. But want to uh, ask you about the games coming up this Saturday. Let's start with uh, with your Eagles. So, you're the Eagles fan joining us. You're also the better that takes emotion out of it so what do you think about the line the total uh, and i don't know can you give it to me both ways uh jeff the eagles fan and jeff the uh gambler here well you know i don't really um i don't include fandom into into gambling ever um so anytime i give an opinion i'm always going to give it how i feel that's going to happen i think the eagles are going to win the game i think this is a lot more competitive than you know let's say the first matchup and you know, the second one, obviously, there was it was kind of a different game. Both teams, you know, in particular, the, the, the Giants kind of decided on where they were going to be, and the Eagles were just trying to win the game. So I don't put a lot of stock into that. I think it's probably more similar to the second game than the first. The truth of the matter is, though, this venue is very important. I mean, the Eagles just dominate the Giants in this building um, and in Philadelphia. Um, they haven't won in a long time here. Um, it's been pretty dominant as far as the Eagles. Eagles are also healthy. Uh, at least pretty much across the board outside of Avante Maddox. I mean, Hertz is good to go. Getting Lane Johnson back is huge. Um, I think, though, the Eagles fan just is you know, hoping they win. But I ultimately think it will be like a, a 24-21, 28-24 type of game. Um, I've been impressed by the Giants. I've been impressed by Daniel Jones. Um, I think we don't give enough credit to that defense. They're only giving up about 22 points a game, which you know, kind of in the, in the grand scheme of where the Eagles are, it's pretty much on par. So, I think this is probably a touchdown game. If you're going to give me a hook with the Giants, I'll lean on the Giants here. Uh, but I think it's a very hard game to bet. I won't be betting it. One thing, too, I noticed, Jeff, and and for the NFL, we've seen the totals go up and up and up over the years. But uh, some pretty big totals this year. The Eagles-Giants in the high 40s, Bengals-Bills high 40s, uh, Jags-Chiefs over 50. And then you kind of got mid-40s, mid to upper 40s for Cowboys Niners some pretty big totals for the games uh this weekend so how about that with Giants and Eagles and these other games I think we saw uh, a lot of overs uh wild card weekend right yeah we did I think it was five you know five overs or something it was um I think the Eagles Giants numbers probably probably right where I'd put it you know 47 48 I think Jags Chiefs I mean I could see that being kind of at, at minimum you know 30 24 I think when you look at the the, the Chiefs I mean we all know they're an offense that can move the ball against everyone. It's not like the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are very good, particularly in the secondary. Um, Kansas City can really move the football. I don't need to tell anyone anything they don't know. But when we look at Jacksonville, I feel like this could be one of those kind of you know double-digit games at some point, kind of like the game the other night between uh, the Chargers and the Jags. Uh, and the Jags are going to have to fight back. They're never really out of the game. 
you also look at over the last three games, if you were to rank them as far as passing play percentage, um, they'd be top three over the last three games. So I think you're going to have to throw the football a lot in this game. They threw the ball 70% of the time against the Chargers. Um, I could see it kind of right around there this week as well. Um, I'm going to look towards, if I'm going to play it over this weekend, it'd be Jags Chiefs. That one coming up on Saturday, along with Giants-Eagles, and when you go to Sunday, Bengals at Bills, Cowboys at Niners. Two great matchups. Jeff, uh, what do you like on Sunday? What are you looking at as far as uh, your favorite play? If I were to say the best play in these four games across the board, uh, to me it would surely be the Bengals. I really like this five-and-a-half number. I was pretty surprised to see this at five-and-a-half. I think you can make a very strong case these two teams are pretty even obviously you're going to give the bills a little bit of an advantage being at home but i'm not giving them five and a half um i'll give them like four if you're going to give me five and a half i'll lean with the Bengals. this is a clip of, uh, quite frankly a terrific road team um they've covered uh, seven out of ten on the road uh winning actually eight of them outright um they're also really good as a dog they've covered five straight as a dog getting points and you look at the Bills, a lot like the Chiefs, quite frankly. They don't cover a lot of numbers. They're just not good in the favorite role. Um, and, you know, to me, this just screamed kind of shootout game that we're hoping for that we didn't get, you know, sadly, a couple of weeks ago due to the, the sad injury about with DeMar Hamlin. But I think we get a great game here, back and forth, Burrow and, and Josh Allen. Um, call me crazy. I think the Bengals, we don't give them enough credit on defense, man. This team has been shut down. Uh, and they're 12 and 5 overall this year against the numbers. So I'm going to rock with Cincinnati. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, how much do you get involved in the uh, the player prop game? Because these these games here in the playoffs, you, you see the best players really rise to the occasion. And uh, we saw that wild card weekend with uh, some first touchdown props on Saturday in particular with McCaffrey and Eckler. Uh, scoring uh, the the first touchdowns and uh, a lot of a lot of overs there in the games, which means a lot of overs in receptions, yards, things like that. So, I, are you, you getting involved at all in player props here this postseason? Yeah, you know, I did um, I did a show yesterday with Stephen Che, who at Barstool is kind of the the prop guy, and, and he he put out some really good ones. You know, ones with um, you know, Travis Kelsey and folks like that, but. You know, I'll tell you one that I think you got to kind of look at, um, and, and this is kind of a small one, but you'll see a lot of books, you know, particularly Barca. I know they've been posting a lot about it. Um, the little-used Boston Scott, um, for some <laughs> reason, Eagles, he is extremely good against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, you look at in his career, he has 16 touchdowns. I believe 12 have come against the Giants. Um, he's just very efficient against this group. Had one the other night. Uh, when they played, uh, he only had nine attempts. And he had one touchdown. So I think for me, um, you know, maybe the key in a little bit more on him, but he's a guy that I think if you have the ball inside the five, you got to look to give him the football. He just plays differently. Uh, he doesn't get used much. He's a little guy, but he's got a big heart against this team. So I would go with something like that, maybe anytime touchdown on Boston Scott. Good stuff. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Pit Electric Live Line. Give him a follow if you haven't already on Twitter at Jeff NADU Sit Down Podcast. Uh, big man on basketball. All going on right now with Jeff Nadeau. And uh, let's talk some college hoops, Jeff. We saw uh, some, I guess, history last night. Loyola Marymount beating Gonzaga and snapping a 76 home game winning streak for the Bulldogs. So uh, the Lions last night 
beat Gonzaga straight up as a big underdog. And uh, that, uh, you know, making some headlines throughout college basketball. One team I want to ask you about, we've talked about them earlier this year, um, and you brought them up before I was aware of them, and probably a lot of people were aware of them. But FAU now getting headlines because they're in the top 25. Uh, they go on the road last night, win by 19 against UTSA. They're 18 and 1, 8 0 in Conference USA. We'll be seeing them next year in the American. So they'll be playing uh, against East Carolina next season. But how does a team, you know, in particular like FAU, and you can throw Charleston and others in there, but specifically FAU, how do they? How does a team do this, Jeff? How do they go 18 and 1, ranked in the top 25? kind of out of nowhere uh how does that happen i think you know it really just comes down to you know kind of the right coach and, and just kind of um cohesively trying to get a good roster together you know going out and finding some of those kids i mean you look at one of their best players michael forrest he's a five-year guy at fau you know i think the thing about fau that you have to remember clip um it's a beautiful area i mean it's boca raton it's florida a pretty good conference you know if you're not going to be able to get into the upper echelons of division one um it's a great conference to go to it's well recepted it's always good every year and they made a great hire uh, in dusty may dusty may came in in 2019 and you really look at right away i mean there was no two in 28 seasons with them i mean they started out you know kind of right away a, a decent team um you know they play an interesting type of basketball and he's done a really good job there he's brought in Kind of some transfers. You know, he went out and recruited. You know, brought in this kid, um, Golden, uh, the kid from Texas Tech, who's from Russia. He's been a big force for this team. Um, he's just a little got a little bit of everything. You know, he, he kind of emphasizes kind of the pace they play at. You know, they have a good, solid defense. They make their free throws. They don't turn it over. Um, they're going to be a team that I think if they can get to the NCAA tournament, watch out. Uh, it'll be an interesting battle between them and UAB. They've already beaten UAB, but it was only by two. Um, they get them in a couple of weeks. That's a great game down in Birmingham on February 2nd. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if Jelly Walker, who hasn't had a ton of success uh, in that series, finds a way. But they've done a great job, um, and, and it all comes down to coaching. And, you know, where they are, it's a great area to go to school. And what a story it is this season. We'll see if they can keep that up throughout the uh, the regular season and uh, and be a factor in the NCAA tournament. We look at tonight's action, Jeff. Friday night, not uh, traditionally a great night for college basketball. You've got your Northeastern Conference action, your uh, MAAC, uh, things like that going on. There is some Big East, uh, Villanova taking on St. John's, um, and we got a Mountain West game as well with Boise State, uh, New Mexico. But uh, not much going on as far as headlines go, but how about uh, anything in the weeds tonight you like in college hoops? Yeah, I kind of go to a game that I think has the, the, the possibility of being the best game on this card, uh, BCU-Richmond. Um, I think this is a, a, a rivalry we don't uh, talk a ton about, but it's really pronounced. I mean, these groups are kind of, you know, the, the four-man uh, Carolina-Duke, right? I mean, they're, what, six, seven miles apart. Uh, they don't like each other. Um, but I think sometimes, Cliff, um, you just have to go with who you think the better team is. I, I think BCU is starting to kind of, Coming together at the right time. You look at how they won last week against uh, the Dayton uh, Flyers. That was an improbable win. Didn't have a letdown either. Followed it up and beat up, I think, a pretty solid UMass team. I think when it's all said and done, St. Louis and BCU are the best teams in this conference. And I'm going to go with them tonight here at BCU. I, I think they have the best player on the court. I think they're the better team on the court. 
Um, and, you know, I like Richmond, but per usual, I mean, defense is kind of an issue for this team. And I'm going to lane with a team that, uh, to me, just has a better path to offense for me. They don't depend as much on the three ball. Um, I'm going to lean on Ace Baldwin and VCU plus one and a half. I think they win the game. Looking ahead to the weekend, Jeff, uh, on Saturday, TCU at Kansas, UCLA at Arizona, kind of the uh, marquee games there. Sunday, I noticed UConn hosting Butler. What is going on with uh, Connecticut right now, Jeff? I know you really liked them. Everybody really liked them when they were up there top one, two, three in the country. They have hit um, a major cold spell here, and uh, we'll try to shake that off coming up Sunday against Butler. Yeah, I think the one kind of gleaming point that I have is um, they, they've kind of turned into a team that, um, you know, they do two things that I just don't really have interest in, one of which they just can't stop turning the ball over. Um, there are games where they've had 20-plus turnovers in, in conference play, uh, and they shoot and depend on the three way too much. Um, this is one of the problems Villanova has, and I think it really leads back to, you know, I think on the surface when they were playing well, we wanted to give the – no offense, Clip, Tristan Newton, people like that credit. But the truth of the matter is, I just don't know if they're to the caliber that you need to have at guard. They're solid players, maybe good off the ball or something, but to have them as your kind of your main decision makers, whether it's him or Calcaterra or, or even Jordan Hawkins, who, you know, again, is a sophomore, but, you know, he didn't play that much last year. To me, I just kind of go with just that. And I think the turnovers are pronounced. I mean, Jordan Hawkins had seven turnovers the other night. You can't have that happen. Um, couple that with the fact that you shoot way too many threes. Um, and you're fouling. I mean, Cliff, this is one thing we don't talk about with UConn. They cannot defend without fouling. And as we know with referees, they're very foul-heavy. This team's 345th in America in foul rate. I mean, that's just, you can't do it. You've got to be more disciplined, and they aren't. Um, couple that all together with a, a hothead lunatic on the sidelines who we have to wonder <laughs> how good a coach he is. I mean, that, that, that it's not surprising. Uh, yeah, they have uh, hit a major drought here uh, early in conference play. Need to figure it out quick. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Got the sit-down podcast uh, coming out. And uh, I, I got to I gotta check out that uh, the one you released this week. Um, it sounds very interesting. I, I'm, I'll check it out during the weekend, Jeff. But you got that going on, big man on basketball. Anything else uh, on the horizon for you? Yeah, you know, I'm, we obviously got the tournament down the road. That'll obviously be very fun. We got some cool things planned for that. Um, in, in the interim, we got some pretty interesting things going on next week, early next week. I'll be up in the office uh, next week as well. So, yeah, just you know, ch- trying to continue to, to do multiple things, whether it's sports or the sit-down, and uh, just trying to immerse myself in, in, in doing different things with different people. So, um, you know, always appreciate having you on. Me, uh, you having me on the show clip, and uh, yeah, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Sounds good, Clip. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pit Electric Live Line, here on a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices. Uh, on the line today and feels kind of odd not previewing uh, an ecu basketball game on a friday uh when's the last time we had a weekend without pirate hoops i don't i don't know but we won't have one this weekend we'll have to wait till tuesday before ecu's back in action and maybe that's not the worst thing in the world they're trying to get over this cold streak they're on maybe a uh, weekend off and uh we'll help them out when they uh take on the golden hurricane coming up tuesday night let's take a break come back we've got more for you hour one of pirate radio live hour two 
Talk some NFL with Tony Dunn. See what's going on in Pantherland. Make our playoff picks. Brian North will join us in that hour as well. Still to go. Morgan Aylers, Mark Greenhelge, and whatever is on your mind. You can join us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and chime in to today's program. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Friday. I hit my game of the night, Chandler. Maryland knocking off Michigan at home. Two and two this week. Congrats. Two in a row. Well done. Warming up. Getting hot. It's just you, you uh, heat checking the night. Hell yeah. I mean it's the it's the don't overthink it pick of the night. <sighs> Being a five and a half point road favorite tells me that uh that vegas has a lot of trust in this team to go on the road and get it done now should a team that lost to east carolina be a pick of the night if they're a five and a half point road favorite is it south carolina it is not it is holy toledo mm. toledo at buffalo 12 and 6 overall three and two in the mac Five and a half point favorites on the road tonight. Eight thirty in Buffalo. Everybody in Buffalo is getting ready for the football game. They don't care about this basketball game. No home court environment. Give me the Rockets to win by eight tonight, and keep the streak going on the uh, the pick of the night. All right. Uh, also coming up tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Friday, always a big NBA night. I guess I'll get into this season at some point. It just hasn't happened for me yet, and we're about halfway through. Um, Chandler, did you know, and let me make sure this is still accurate, the <laughs> can you name the top three seeds in the West right now? You don't have to do them in order. Just name the top three seeds. Hell, the top four. Although I've talked about the Pelicans this year and how they're having a good year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're number four. Who is ahead of the Pelicans in the West? God, I don't man. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are 12th in the Western Conference. Okay. So you well, just missed that one. Um, Let's see. Golden State? Golden State is ninth in the Western Conference. What? <laughs> at 22 and 23. 
Oh, my God. Okay, if that's the case, then I have no idea. Maybe you should start naming, like, who you think the worst teams are in the West. <laughs> All right, so number one, and maybe you, sh- you should have got this one, Denver with uh, Joker yeah. and Murray and them. Yeah. Uh, 32 and 13. Number two, John Morant throwing it down yes, every night. Memphis. Number three is quite shocking. And I know one player, I know their their guard, their point guard, but uh, I'm going to have to look up their roster to see who else is on their team. The Sacramento Kings are third. You're kidding. Like, just perennial bottom dwellers are Don't third. Don't they have a playoff drought? Uh, they have the longest playoff drought. I want to say it's the longest. Trying to snap that. I know De'Aaron Fox outside of that i don't know who they have they still have harrison barnes they do have harrison barnes they got herder from the hawks yep and he is putting up 15 a game uh arvidas sabonis's kid demontas sabonis averaging 19 a game oh former pacer darren fox their leading scorer their fifth leading scorer chandler is this former charlotte hornet former charlotte hornet god this guy I swear. When guy, guys are good before they get to Charlotte or after they leave Charlotte. Malik Monk. Monk. Yeah. Malik Monk. Famously taken over who? Donovan Mitchell in the draft, I want to yes. say. Uh, he is fit. I mean, you guys, to be exact. So the Sacramento Kings, how can they be good and the Hornets be this bad? Doesn't make By sense. By the way, I know we're not doing a lot of Hornets covering, Hornet. but. They're really bad this year, trying to get that the best percentage they can in the lottery. To get uh, Wagabongo. To get Wimby. To get Wimbanyama. Um, but did you see LaMelo? Did you see his injury the other night? No. Nah. P.J. Washington basically snapped his ankle in half. So Why did he do that? He well, put they, him in the they, ankle they lock both on jumped, the court? They both jumped in the air. LaMelo landed first, and then... Uh, P.J. Washington just came right down on his ankle. What a disaster. It, and I, I have no emotions in it at all because it's not. It's, they're not even trying to win. So I'm not trying to, you know, get invested in anything. Yeah. When you bring back a coach you fired, you, uh, you're you telling me that, you know, you don't really care that much about winning basketball games. Right. So. And then, like, there's talk that Mitch Kupchak might get the can – as GM, um, I don't know. Fine. Like, I don't care. But, like, the uncertainty of this franchise is just overwhelming. I mean, let's just move the team again at this point. I don't want to do that. I, I don't, don't either, but what are we doing? What are we doing? Playing bad basketball. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? I don't know. Why it, would they do that? Anyway, that's uh, brutal. Let's see if the Canes play tonight. And what else is going on this Friday on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck? Canes played last night. Okay. They won 5-2 over the Minnesota Wild. Thank you for that. Shirley. Update Shirley Rhodes. Keep us up to date on all things hockey and Canada related. Uh, (laughs) Hurricanes at Islanders coming up on Saturday night. Canes uh, still playing great hockey this year. Yep, they're first in the Metropolitan Division. They Thank are you, Shirley. You can get behind. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you for that. 
All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we'll talk NFL playoffs, divisional round. We'll look at the week that was in the NFL. A lot of firings to coordinators. A lot of coordinator uh, jobs available out there right now. But still uh, no head coaching news going on around the league. We'll talk about what's going on, though, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a free beer Friday. Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices variety pack on the line today in hour number three of today's show. Uh, Shirley, I'm going to send you a uh, a 10-digit phone number. If you could give that line a -a ring-a-ding for me. I'd sure. much appreciate it. What do you got? Some, uh, so what do you call them? Sour straws? Or what do you call those things? Sour, pa- sour power? Mm-hmm. Sour power. Man. Sour those, power straws. That reminds me of like local uh, rec league baseball or whatever. Going to the concession stands, getting some uh, some sour straws, power, sour, whatever. Sour power. All right. Um Chandler was our regular season champion here. And of course I was. We'll see if that uh, carried over into the playoffs. We'll make our picks for this upcoming weekend, but also talk about what's going on around the NFL before we get there. Tony Dunn will join us here in just a moment. Chandler, I said earlier this week that the Panthers were going to interview. I read a report they were going to interview Ken Dorsey on Saturday, mm-hmm. one day ahead of buffalo and cincinnati and if the bills lose and the offense struggles i'm not going to blame josh allen i'm going to blame ken dorsey for not being focused on that game is that fair that's fair all right there's my narrative for uh for sunday's cincinnati buffalo game let's go out to the pit electric live line talk to tony dunn c3 podcast joining us hello tony hello clip Chandler. how you guys doing Doing good. good. Tony, what's your excitement level of the Panthers talking to Ken Dorsey tomorrow about the head coaching vacancy? Zero. <laughs> All right. Chandler was at a four. Uh, Tony's at a zero. I am. Uh, that's the name I'm least interested in out of all the candidates. Wow. Maybe Kafka. Kafka is the other one. To me, Ken Dorsey and Kafka are the same person. Yeah. So, like, but, wh- go ahead, Chandler. Well, besides wilkes besides sean payton who is the guy that you're you're eyeing right now tony uh the coin flip between jim caldwell and frank wright either 
black Frank Wright or white Jim Caldwell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that hasn't changed from last week. Tony wants a former Colts head coach, and Tony wants an offensive guy as head coach. Yeah, and I think this is have three categories of the co- in the coaching search, and the categories go Wil- uh, Wilkes, um, Caldwell, and Wright who are all the same guy to me is ultimately safe kind of experience while Wilkes is the defensive guy. I mean, he's done so much in the locker room. I think he's really proven that he is confident. Then there's another category, which I put in the Ken Dorsey, the Kafka, the what was Ben Johnson and Shane Stitchin is the unproven young hot name that people like and love that, I don't trust yet. I think Stitchin is at the top of that list because he's had two years of success as an offensive coordinator. But, you know, it was just such a small sample set from Ken Dorsey with, like, not, not even a full um, a full season, right, as uh, offensive coordinator with Josh Allen. Uh, so, just, you know, those names to me remind me of names like Byron Leftwich or Eric Bieniemy or Joe Brady were just two years ago or last year. And then there's the other third category, which is the super sexy category, which is what was Jim Harbaugh, which is now uh, Sean Payton. Tony Dunn joining us here. Panther search continues. In fact, all the head coaching searches uh, continue. And that could have something to be uh, like with Dorsey talking to the Panthers, that team still want to talk to maybe coaches especially D'Amico Ryan's with San Francisco teams that are still in the playoffs so I don't know Tony are you surprised like we haven't seen any hirings yet yeah um, I mean I would think so I would think that somebody is trying to get out ahead of everybody right. I wonder if that tells us too that there's really no names that are just uh overwhelmingly you know like attractive and or well the name that is attractive is sean payton but you can't just go hire him you have to make a deal to get him right yeah i mean maybe everybody's waiting to see what happens with sean payton um and then everything next and i'm just i'm really surprised harbaugh uh isn't in the nfl to be honest yeah, uh, he told the president of Michigan last, I think it was last Friday, or earlier this week, that he was staying put uh, at Michigan. Tony Dunn joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Tony, um, when Trevor Lawrence threw four first-half interceptions last week, I thought about your old quarterback. Did you think about Jake DeLome in that Cardinals game? Oh, God, no, I didn't even think about <laughs> that, but... Um, I just kept thinking about why do I think, believe in anything that Trevor Lawrence does every week, particularly on prize picks, as he ruins my life. That's why I call him Trevina Lawrence, not Trevor Lawrence. Well, did the second half get the number you needed? Uh, yes, and uh, but not for the first half numbers. Oh, uh, 10-4. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, how about this? Marvin Jones Jr., 28 and a half, and he got 28 yards. Oh, oh boy. man. Hate to see it. So, Lawrence threw four picks. I remember DeLome's uh, five against Arizona in the playoffs, but Jake DeLome's not alone. Uh, a lot of other quarterbacks, Rich Gannon, um, Dan Fouts, uh, there's a long list. Y.A. Tittle, our favorite guy, George Blanda, did it twice, Tony. Yeah. 
Um, but he's a trendsetter. Five is not the record. The record for most picks thrown in a playoff game is six, and it happened four times. Of course, we all remember Frank Filchock doing it in 1946. How can you forget? Yeah. How can you forget? Bobby Lane threw six in 1954. Norm Van Brocklin threw six in 1955. And this quarterback threw six interceptions in the playoffs in 2002. Name that quarterback. Ooh, 2002 quarterback, six interceptions. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, um, how about uh, Zach Sanchez? <laughs> that is not a real person. And if you're talking about Mark Sanchez, he didn't get into the league. Sanchez. I don't even think he was at USC. Then. No, he wasn't. He was like in and middle Zach, school. Zach, Chan- uh, Zach Sanchez is a cornerback that we took in like the sixth yeah. round back in 2016. <laughs> Uh, okay. You're right. My mistake. Right. He is a real person. Um, Chandler, do you have a guess? Mm, nah. 2002. I'll give you a hint. He has the most interceptions all time in NFL history. Oh, who has the most interceptions? It's not Brett Favre, is it? Why not, Tony? Why is it not Brett Favre? It's Brett Favre. I don't know. It is Brett Favre. Oh, wow. Brett Favre, six picks. I do not remember that game. Um, I'm sure I watched it. I'm sure I laughed after his fourth, fifth, and sixth, but I do not recall that happening. Uh, so, Brett Favre has the record. Because Trevina's, though, came in the first half. I mean, that's crazy. Like, it was just like, it felt like they couldn't. I mean, everything was going the wrong way. I mean, not felt like everything was. Four in the first half. Yeah, and that really just magnifies how bad the Chargers were in that second half. Because they didn't – and I heard somebody mention this, which is even more incredible. When you're down 27 nothing and they had cut it to 27-7, to you got to have some wacky stuff go your way to come back in that game. And, and most of that is like turnovers, you know, a fumble here, a pick, a defensive touchdown, something like that. Uh, the – Chargers didn't have any turnovers in that game. And for it's just they couldn't make a stop. Yeah. They just couldn't stop them. It's every time they handed the ball to the Jaguars, they went and scored a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. And, uh, Which is wild is that they fired their offensive quarter. Not that, uh, I mean, I know I heard this. Is I thought the Panthers were bad in the third quarter last year. Um, the Chargers have one touchdown in the third quarter all season. Hmm. 18 games. What a stat. But, uh, I know. It's terrible. And, and then the other thing that's wild, but it's their defense is stunk. I mean, that was a, that's a failure of the defense. When you're up 27 points, the offense should be able to just take a nap for the rest of the game. <laughs> but, you know, they also only ran the ball six times yeah. in the second half. So, I mean, that's their own fault. And maybe I wonder if you get enamorated with Justin Herbert, you just do different things. But, I mean, like even Tom Brady. Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times. Like, I just don't even know how a game unfolds like that. Yeah, I saw. I noticed that, too. Like, you uh, you look at the total beatdown Monday night, and you look at the stats, and Brady threw the ball. 351 yards. <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, absolutely zero to show for it on the scoreboard all right uh let's see anything else before we get to the games anything else stand out to you about wild card weekend tony 
Oh, yeah, I think uh, the, I, I mean, there's a couple of storylines that are interested in me. As first is this Dallas kicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um, you know, if you're Dallas, I feel like you got to two things. I mean, I would bring another kicker. Who is uh, who is uh, the old kicker for the Pirates that's still hanging around? Jake kicker? Verity? He orders. Yeah. Yeah, we, they need to go get Jake Verity, bring him with them, dress him for the day. And then put that guy out there, and, man, I would almost just kick a field goal early and try to get in that and see if he misses this, like, he's done. And then you put the other guy in. Uh, but it would be really terrible for the – or it would be difficult on the Dallas coaching staff to not be put in a position to have to kick a field goal in the first two quarters. You get a third, fourth, and you don't know what to do at that yeah. point. It's so late down in the game. So I think that watching that kicker and just seeing how he responds early is going to be important. And I just don't understand how you couldn't go with another guy to that place because if he misses an extra point, you can't really right out in the first quarter. I mean, you can't just go for two every time. I mean, you could, but like, is that isn't just a reasonable way of of you know putting yourself in a position to win when you just need to be able to do everything well in the playoffs? And then on the other hand, I think. This Giants-Eagles game is is going to be a really interesting match, and I'm I'm interested in watching that, and especially after we just saw the Vikings defense completely fold last week. Is that really – you called it when you talked about the point differential last week, it's, or about the Vikings, but it's not their offense, man. Their defense can't stop anything. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, what that means for the Giants offense this week against – Philadelphia because they're going to play an actual real defense. Uh, so we uh, we shall see on that. All right, let's get to the picks. And uh, one of us last week went six and zero. One of us finished dead last at three and three, and uh, kind of flip flopped from the regular season because first place Chandler uh, was three and three last week. CJ started at the bottom. Now he's here. CJ six and zero oh, last week. Right. Tony, you were a solid five and one. Your lone loss was the Vikings, and uh, I went four and two. So those were the numbers last week. All right, we'll uh, we'll get started with the first game coming up on Saturday. Huh, I don't know. How about from a spread perspective, what kind of game do you think we'll see here? Do the Chiefs just kind of take care of business? Uh, Tony, run away with it, or do you think the Jags can hang around in this game? Um, I kind of think that the Chiefs take care of business, but the Jags keep up a little. You know what I'm saying? And so It's like a 10-point game the whole way or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and they're still, like, uh, in it. You know, it's one, two possession, but I think that the Chiefs are just going to outmatch them. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, do you think that? Do we really think the Jacksonville Jaguars are just going to go ground game with Travis Etienne and really just take Patrick Mahomes out of the game? That would be a big, uh, interesting storyline. If you saw what the number for Patrick Mahomes' uh, passing yard prop number is, like three hundred and fifteen yards. This mm. I don't know. So I'm going to go. Look, I have no reason to pick against the Chiefs. The Jags. I hate the, this team. Has driven me nuts all season long. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's just at least an entertaining game. 
I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm hoping their defense can keep them in it, and and Lawrence and that offense can do enough. But I certainly will be taking Kansas City in this game. Uh, Chandler, who are you picking? Can't believe this will be the first time that Trevor Lawrence loses on a Saturday. <laughs> Give me Kansas City. It has never happened before. Will it happen uh, tomorrow? We all say it will. Um, how about against the spread, Chandler? I'll take the, I'll take the Jags with the spread. All right, Jags keep it close. Uh, the second game coming up on Saturday: Giants at Eagles. So, spoiler alert on the rest of my picks: one road team's going to win this weekend, right? It very well could be Cincinnati. It very well could be Dallas, but I'm not picking those. I, I have been a Giants denier all season long. Do it, Clip. I've been a Daniel Jones denier because previous to this year, all he showed me was he liked to give the other team the football. Well, he doesn't like to do that anymore. He likes to give it to his guys, his no-name receivers running down the field, his all-world running back, Saquon Barkley and the eagles can be beat and the eagles will be beat by the giants on wow. saturday night give me the giants chandler I'm, I'm going eagles tony yeah uh Cliff, that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard um no way that's true eagle. yes eagles 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 um how about this is we're watching that uh Minnesota, the Minnesota game last week against the Giants, and they go, and Kenny Galladay was out there. I was like, who is Kenny Galladay? I mean, good gosh, what a forgotten, completely forgotten name. So they like ran all their uh, fourth and fifth stringers the last week of the year, and Galladay was getting uh, a lot of a lot of playing time. That's crazy. I mean, it's just it's, it's wild. But. He did have a huge fall from grace, and maybe not in the NFL world, but we kind of look at it for two from like a fantasy world. And he was like, he was up there a few years ago with the Lions as like top, I don't know, top 10 NFC receiver. I would say so. I'd have to look at the stats. But man, what a fall for that guy. I doubt number two on your, on your, uh, on your team. Yeah. Uh, but I just almost forgot that he was even in the league. That yeah. Thing. Like at that point. But look, is the, the Minnesota defense is misleading you about how good the Giants are. And I the Eagles are just better. I, I know. I, no, you're you're right. I just this look. They're going to get trounced now that I'm on their side. That's the way this works. And if they do, fine. I don't care. But who has a better chance of winning? The Jacksonville Jaguars against the um, Chiefs, the Giants against the uh, Eagles, or the Bengals against the Bills? Probably the Bengals. Okay. But uh, I'm still taking the Giants. And you said me picking the Giants is the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Up until that point, Tony, about two and a half minutes ago when I said that, what was the previous dumbest thing ever you had heard in the world? Uh, probably me call um, Mark Sanchez, Zach Sanchez. <laughs> All right. So I, I topped you. I, I, I would say Tony <laughs> wanting Jameis Winston as the Carolina Panthers' next quarterback. <laughs> uh, uh, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Tony said. What did, what Tony, did Tony say? say? 
What, what did he say? Uh, just like J- Chiefs and Jags, I will take the road team plus the points here, though. All right. Giants plus seven and a half. Could it be a dog day weekend for Chandler Honeycutt? Bengals at Bills. I man, this is uh, this is great. I, I like this matchup a lot. Was on the fence about it, but I saw a headline today. Bengals rule out their right guard and their left tackle. They'll be down uh, two more offensive linemen when they take on uh, the Buffalo Bills. Is They've been without Lyle Collins. Right guard, guard, or was it the right tackle? They're losing their right guard and their left tackle. Does that mean that yeah. Deontay Smith gets action? You know, I read the article to see if Deontay Smith was mentioned here, and I didn't see his name, but I don't know. Is he, you know, a guy that gets the call up now, perhaps? Um, I'm going to go Bengals clip. Okay. You're just. I, I, I was biting at the bit for that one. Biting at the bit for the Bengals. They don't need an offensive line. No. It's champing at the bit. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you've had this discussion previously. Chomping at the bit. Google it. Champing at the bit. C-H-A-M-P-I-N-G. Wow. Yeah, it is champing at the bit. But what the hell does that mean? Uh, It means you're ready to run away. I I know what that means, but I'm saying champ, like to use champ as a verb. I'm champing right now. No, I'm like, champing. It's always weird. It's always freaked me out because I always thought it was chomping at the bit forever. And technically, it's champing at the bit. That's fine. I'm still going to say chomp. Yeah, me too. Kind of like in... Uh, sp- not, when somebody, not, when, not when the third stupidest thing I've heard today, somebody says biting at the bit. <laughs> uh, Chandler takes the Bengals right after I do a whole diatribe about losing their offensive line. You just like shove that in my face. I yeah. know, I know. Take that and He's shove it. Champing. He's champing. I will take the Bills, Tony. You know, I was all week I was ready to pick the Bengals, and then I started, heard this exactly the same thing. And it's in Buffalo, right? And I just take this. It's I, I think that, man, if you can't overcome that as the Bills, you really got to reassess your team a little bit because you got all the parts and different things. So I'm going Bills. I kind of like that both of these teams struggled sort of to wins last week. And Struggling. So, I mean, I, I just hope they both come out on fire this week. I want to yeah. see a lot of points. And if there, if there is a team that can kind of overcome this, it is the Bengals. I mean, they've only played with the worst. They only went to the Super Bowl with the worst offensive line in yeah uh cj is taking the Bengals. i don't know if you missed it a moment ago chandler when you were blue collar chandler was doing work on top of his work but uh cj went six and oh last week you went three and three wow yeah guess what he is chandler he's champing at the bit to get back here Sheesh. cowboys at 49ers niners I'm taking the Niners, but I don't know, man. Dallas. They make that way. Look, if Dallas, this is, if you want your upset, I think this is the one that really could happen. I I agree. I agree. I could see a world where it does happen. They looked awesome the other night. Where the San Francisco 49ers just do what they do um, and just run all over everybody. Christian Caffrey had like a bazillion touchdowns. Well, I. 
Uh, Chandler and CJ are on the 49ers. Tony, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm just going to go safe here. I'm going 49ers as well. All right. So, uh, Tony going all home teams. It's probably the smart, safe way to go, but I don't know. I see one, at least one road team winning this week to, to make things interesting. All right, Tony, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. What's your favorite fruit? My favorite fruit? Yeah. Fruit. Fruit cup. Uh, <laughs> favorite. <laughs> favorite fruit. Uh, you know what? I like a uh, good plum. Wow. wow. Okay. Shirley Rhodes and Tony Dunn in the plum family. They're plumlies. Nice. Plum heads. Nice. I used to like those fruit uh, cups that had the, because uh, I never ate like cherries by themselves, but the ones that would have the cherries in them, man, yeah, yeah. that was good stuff. All right, man. Chandler, you were going to say something? That's just, or are you just breathing that, breathing heavy into the mic for no reason? That's just plum ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Oh, now I see what you're doing. You're like, should I say this? <laughs> should I say it or not say it? And that barely earned And I pulled the trigger. Shot. You pulled the trigger. You shot it. And, and it missed. Nah. That's about as bad as my Natalie and Bruglia joke. Almost. Almost. Tony, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good weekend. There's Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast. Joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk more uh, about the playoffs, college hoops, and more with Brian North. And we'll join us on the other side of this timeout. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Chrissy's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live coming up hour number three. Free Beer Friday is back. Giving away Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack. Also, along with that, uh, you will uh, win some other goodies as well. So that is coming up in hour number three of today's program uh, right here on Pirate Radio Live. We got Morgan Aylers, Mark Greenhelds joining us uh, on the show in hour three as well. But right now, we'll head out to the Pit Electric Live line. Joining us, Brian North, WCTI 12, to get you ready for your sports weekend. North, how you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic. Uh, living the dream. Living the dream. Big sports weekend on tap with hoops and, of course, the NFL playoffs, which you can hear right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, 
Brian North, a New Yorker, and uh, two New York teams still alive in these playoffs, Brian. You got the one in Western New York, uh, Buffalo. Great uh, matchup with the Bengals coming up. And now I still can't figure out this Giants thing. They keep winning. I guess I'm finally going to jump on board and say they have a chance against the Eagles, and the Eagles will probably smash them. But uh, what a year uh, for Brian Dayball and uh, and Daniel Jones, who – the much maligned Daniel Jones. We looked up his numbers earlier this week. Why do I have such a negative outlook on Daniel Jones? It's because of all his turnovers early in his career. He's cut those out, and the, the Giants have been really good this year. And he still doesn't have anybody great to throw to. Tell me who he has to throw to. Yeah, I mean, serious no-names. Yeah, he's put up really efficient numbers. If they ever get him someone to throw to, they were able to protect him a little bit better this year. Give great credit to Brian Dable. Everywhere he's gone, he has helped make players much better uh, at what they do. And now he's done it again with a guy that everyone was ready to give up on and said was a bust. And now he's come out and quietly put up some of the best numbers of the NFL season with, again, no one to throw to. So, uh, he's one of those dual threat guys who is uh, taking care of the football this year. And again, protection has a lot to do with that scheme, getting the ball out quicker. Uh, he's a, he's a Duke guy. He's not dumb. So, uh, it was just a matter of getting him in the right offense. And, uh, Brian Dable provided that so far this year. Dallas wins on Monday night, Brian. They are at San Francisco. The Niners, a juggernaut right now. They haven't lost in like two months and just continue to roll no matter who's at quarterback. And Christian McCaffrey there, I was thinking about and talking about it with the Panthers guys earlier. You've got McCaffrey out there in San Fran. You've got a ton of former Panthers uh, wearing Bills gear whether it be on the sidelines, front office, uh, field, whatever. So uh, I guess Panthers fans are they're like that meme of the, the, the guy looking out the window watching other people have fun outside. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what they're looking at right now. But how about the possibility of Christian McCaffrey uh, representing uh, his uh, Niners in the Super Bowl? They have not lost since he was traded there. Remember huh. the week he was traded there is the week they started that winning streak, and he has not lost while wearing that 23 jersey yet. And, and, look, I still worry about the rookie quarterback a little bit. They've got such good players around him offensively. Defensively, I'm still not convinced they're great, but they may not have to be with all the weapons they have on offense as long as the quarterback doesn't um, get too nervous and start turning it over. But I, I, they've just been doing such a good job of, of no matter who the quarterback is, just getting it to their playmakers and letting them work and playing good enough defense. And, and I like them against the Cowboys this week. I don't know if they're uh, good enough to be the NFC representative and win the Super Bowl, but but I like them in the matchup this week. Brian North joining us. Uh, talked to Brett Kennedy, WCTI 12, yesterday on the program about local sports. He's been covering a lot of hoops and also about his Kansas City Chiefs as they were off last week. And Trevor Lawrence, awful first half against the Chargers. Great second half, Zay Jones. Found himself uh, without anybody within 30 yards of him and caught a touchdown pass last week. So the upset-minded Jaguars going into KC. And interested to see how both the Eagles and Chiefs play uh, coming off a of bye. Yeah, and there's a, Keyshawn Johnson, I was listening to him earlier. He brings up a great point. People are overthinking these buys. The teams that get the buys are, are the best teams. So whether they get the buy or not, they're still the best team. Uh, does the rest help? It maybe, maybe not, but they're still the best team. So it's just, uh, you know, don't overthink it too much. Those are the teams that uh, look the best out there. And, and Jacksonville's been nice. It's been a nice story. I just can't see any scenario where they can go into Kansas City and come up with a win. And uh, so I, I think that was a foregone conclusion. 
And I just looked this up now because it's a topic that comes up once a year in the regular season and sometimes in the playoffs as well. Andy Reid, one of the the best records coming off of by, and not just straight up. I'm reading an article now, uh, the Arrowhead Addict, Addict, and uh, it says that Andy Reid is 22 and three uh, in the regular season off of by seven and three in the playoffs. So uh, they are. Uh, dominant Andy Reid coming off a bye, so uh, we'll see if that trend continues. Also, I asked you about this uh, last week, North, I believe. Trevor Lawrence still never lost on a Saturday. I picked uh, against the Jags last week, and I'll do it again this week, uh, but Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. Yeah, I picked against them, too. I thought <laughs> uh, the old San Diego workers, now LAers, I really thought they were going to go in there and get them, and Early on, I was sitting there going, yep, I made that pick right. And I walked away, and I came back, or I woke up later, and was like, what the hell happened? So, yeah, it was, uh, uh, that was uh, quite the performance by them to have that big comeback. I just, I, yeah, I was worried a little bit about uh, L.A. traveling east like that, and so I don't think if they get down 27, they're going to have that ability to come back against Kansas City. But, no, that's still a really impressive stat that he's never lost on a Saturday. Uh, and what a way to, to keep that trend going. Brian North joining us. Looking forward to a playoff weekend. Divisional round of the playoffs can be heard right here on Pirate Radio. A lot of hoops to check out as well, Brian. And uh, we'll start in the ACC because I remember asking you a few weeks ago about NC State coming off a big win. And they uh, they parlayed that into two in a row with a win over Virginia Tech. And then it was like, all right, well... Uh, the the loss is coming soon probably at uh against miami well they beat miami at home and then earlier this week uh i said all right my pick of the night is georgia tech plus six nc state look ahead to north carolina they're feeling good about themselves they go out win that game by double digits and now they have a date uh with the tar heels coming up tomorrow so the wolfpack four in a row and uh, and playing themselves right now on the right side of the bubble, I would think. I haven't looked at what Joe Lenardi's uh, cooking up here lately, but uh, what a run they are on right now. They got North Carolina. Then they got a Notre Dame team uh, that's – we found out Mike Bray will step down at the end of the year. They are really struggling uh, this year so far, 9-10 and overall, 1-7 and in league play. So opportunity for NC State to to get a marquee win this weekend uh, and then keep that thing rolling. This is why I hypothetically gamble with your money, hypothetical <laughs> money, because yeah. I said double down on them to lose against Virginia Tech and then against my. So if you're that idiot gambler that keeps doubling your bet every time you lose, eventually you know thinking that you're going to win out, um, you can try it this week. But man, they've uh, they've made me go in the hypothetical uh, poorhouse again. That's why I don't gamble because of stuff like this. Because I really thought they were going to come out and be all NC State the last three times out. It's, I, didn't think this team knew how to deal with success. So here we go again. Now you go to Chapel Hill right up the road. Obviously, we know the heightened sense of that rivalry, uh, at least on the NC State side. So do they have enough to go in and beat a Carolina team that feels like it can turn it on and thinks it's beginning to turn it on and thinks it's going to be shooting better? So uh, it's going to be a real uh, curious game with a real curious tip-off time of 5 p.m. But it'll it'll be a lot of fun. I, I just... I would not put your hypothetical money on on the tar on the uh, Wolfpack again in this one, but man, they've uh, they've proven me wrong in three straight games. 
Brian North joining us, the hypothetical poorhouse. Better than the real one, uh, I guess, Brian. And uh, no pirate basketball this weekend. They're back in action coming up on Tuesday. Game of the week in the American Memphis at Cincinnati Sunday at 1 o'clock. Memphis right now 14-5, and 4-2 and two in the league. And uh, Wes Miller's guys 14-6, and 5-2 and two in league play, Brian. So the Bearcats off to a good start in the American. And uh, this would be a big win for them if they could get it on Sunday. Yeah, I thought you know when West took that job that he wouldn't have too much of a problem getting uh, or keeping them there. Well, however you want to look at it with Cincinnati, uh, but having them uh, be near the top of the conference, and so uh, here they are again. But it always seems like you know it's Memphis that's actually come back and playing a little bit better in the conference now. But again, the two marquee programs, at least uh, for one more year, battling it out, and so and unfortunately ECU has kind of turned into ECU. You know, I, I we talk about it every year. I don't trust them until they get into AAC play and. Now that they're in there, they're having those struggles again, and certainly the injury to Javon Small is not helping. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's a different deal when you get into that AAC play, and, and we're finding that out again. A lot of baseball talk going on right now, Brian North, as uh, yeah. the Pitt County Hot Stove Banquet was last night. You've got the ECU baseball banquet coming up next Saturday. Ryan Meadows and uh, a fantastic staff of players and coaches will be getting together at the Down East Baseball catching and pitching clinic going on next week so uh, a lot lot of baseball topics going on we announced yesterday that dale murphy will be coming to greenville be speaking at the murphy center coming up uh on april the 2nd and uh excited about that so starting to kind of you know turn turn the attention to the diamond a little bit does dale think he owns that murphy center by the way is that how they got how you guys got him yeah we said look if you come here we'll name this uh awkward looking building at the end of our football stadium after you yeah and did i hear right this correctly ryan meadows is now the uh an assistant baseball coach at lenore community college did i see that correctly that is correct we talked to ryan yesterday uh putting on this clinic next week and I uh, had, you know, um, I don't know if retired is the word. It had stepped down as head coach at North Pitt, but he's still out at North Pitt uh, teaching and, and doing all the – he's like the uh, lawn boy out there now uh, with all the fields. He's the turf guy out there. But uh said, yeah, he's uh, he's going to get back into coaching. a little, Kind of just get the feet wet a little bit, not dive in completely. But, uh, but you know, those baseball guys, they can't sit still, so – He'll have a lot of fun with Gary Smith there. You know, Gary's new catchphrase the last couple of years is when they win, they dance. So uh, can't see, wait to see Ryan have to do some dancing here when they when they do some of those uh, victories. And, and LCC will be pretty good this year, so there should be a lot of dancing going on. The dancing Lancers out there. Yeah. All right. I'll have to, uh, to keep an eye on that. Brian North joining us. Pit Electric Live line here as we get you ready for the sports weekend. North, uh, what else is on your docket for this weekend? Man, I've had myself quite the all-star day. Would you like to hear about me eating a dough burger at uh, Lubbock's Cafe in Kinston that's uh, been in operation for 82 years? Or me hunting the atomic bomb that's buried uh, in Wayne County right across the Greene County border? That's been, it's been an all-star day. Well, I, I mean, what an upset because when you said dough burger, I was like, well, yeah, I'm definitely taking this option. There's no way I'd rather hear about something else other than that. But then atomic bomb comes out of the mouth and uh yeah i gotta i gotta know more about that well did you know cliff uh clippy that our uh in and our u.s military's wonderful way of taking care of things there are six nuclear bombs that they have lost since 1950 and and one of them is buried in a field uh just across the green county line in wayne county 
uh, buried about 140 feet. There was a, a big B-2 uh, plane crash there in 1961, and there was two atomic bombs on that plane. One floated down on a parachute, landed in the tree. The other, uh, the parachute did not deploy, and it got buried about 180 feet down. Wow. Both came within inches of blowing up and uh, not having eastern North Carolina be in existence. Neither did. Uh, they were able to uh, get the one. The other one is buried. They found the part that could be the bad part, and they rest the, uh, left the rest of it uh, deep in the ground in in, um, in Wayne County. So I found a uh, eyewitness firsthand account. We're coming up on the 62nd anniversary of that plane crash that happened in January 24th, 1961. So wow! They're some people down and. We'll have that comprehensive story coming up on Tuesday, but um, that's well, cool. Yeah, we'll check that out on Tuesday. So, are you saying there's still like remnants of that yeah. somewhere out there? Yeah, the, the uranium and uh, plutonium and all those other fancy things that help. The, the two bombs that plane were carrying, one of those bombs by themselves was something like fifty times more powerful than the atomic bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima in Japan during World War II. Hmm. And so, the, yeah, so there is still. A lot of those elements deep in the ground, but the government, which again, you know, trust them as you will, says there's no way for it to detonate, so everyone should be okay. The groundwater's supposed to be okay. Everything's supposed <laughs> to be okay. And the guy I talked to is about to turn 90, so he's been okay all these years, and he's lived right there the whole time. So- yeah. Hey, maybe it's uh, it's like turning him into a super mutant or something like that. It could be. <laughs> I mean, we're all thinking these negative thoughts. It could be a major positive. Maybe everybody should have an atomic bomb buried below their well their land. It it certainly works. He still runs his own chicken farm and was teaching me how to wring the neck of a chicken theoretically. <laughs> there you go. Uh, interesting stuff. So that'll be on. Uh, you said Tuesday, Brian. Yeah, the, All right. the anniversary is coming up on Tuesday. It's been pretty well documented through the years, but yeah. we're taking a little bit different approach with it uh, today. And they're actually getting ready, uh, from what I hear, and I've got to confirm it, to make a movie about this event. So, um, yeah, it's, it's on Hollywood's radar, which means they're going to completely embellish it, take a great story and embellish it when they don't need to, but that's what they do. All right, so in, uh, in that movie, you're going to have uh, newsman Brian North like uh somebody playing you for just like a little 20 second clip so what actor uh is portraying you in that film brian uh, william shatner's still alive baby he can handle it <laughs> there it is nord thanks for joining us man you are the bomb yeah um, very nice yeah we will we'll talk to you next week have a great weekend man all right, we'll talk about the dough burgers then because they're awesome. That's another great story, too. Yeah, I need to hear about those dough burgers. Brian North joining us, Pit Electric Live on here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, we got to get a hot stove recap. Chandler Honeycutt was hot stoving it up last night with Mike Schilt, so uh, we'll talk about that. And more when we return uh, to wrap up hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you on a Friday after these words. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. ECU football alum Dakota Marshall is the owner of First and Goal Hauling. 
With a fleet of dump trucks, he does everything. He hauls dirt, asphalt, stone, and more. And with First and Goal Hauling, it's a touchdown every time. Follow First and Goal Hauling on Facebook today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, earlier this week on the Brian Bailey Show, he previewed the Pitt County Greenville Hot Stove Banquet. Talked to Mike Schilt, former Cardinals manager, Monday. And last night, our very own Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt, was there for the festivities. Chandler's first uh, hot stove appearance. Yes. Chandler, um, what was your attire for the event? It was what I wore yesterday to work. Titleist Dan Calloway? Yep. Huh. Interesting. More on that in a moment. Um, so you arrive at the Murphy Center? Murphy Center, The yes. Dell Murphy Center. Yep and um all right step by step what'd you do after that you so wa- you walked into the room walked in uh spoke to some people i knew I who'd you speak to uh saw uh scott scooter rogers all right talked to him did you shake his hand or fist bump uh, fist or? pump okay talked to rv who was on the show on the brian bailey show sure. earlier this week talked to him uh he welcomed me to my first uh hot stove as you know he's been to just about every single one uh he's been uh he he said that you would enjoy it and i did i really enjoyed it then i i, I went with uh it was me troy uh ellerby uh ellerby's son hunter his dad was there mr nicky uh we sat down and um then uh Dwayne grooms the president of hot stove uh kind of got everything started and um uh, scooter rogers by the way great job introducing the guest speaker which was mike shield huh. mike shield uh spoke with brian bailey it was more of like an interview type setting where they both sat uh beside each other uh bailey asked him some questions and he went really in depth with his answers and was talking to uh the base a lot of baseball uh characters in, in that building last night in pitt county uh from young to old and uh mike shield uh with some wise words um to those guys there and uh bailey great job hosting it and uh also scott rogers with a great introduction uh presenting an award to ramey steins i believe ramey won the volunteer of the year uh it was a great event awesome. uh, it was great to see all those people out there last was ramey there ramey was there wow okay uh he is doing big time basketball so yeah great he, that he was able to attend yeah and scooter incorporated that uh he wore the black and white stripes uh and it was funny because he said uh he gets lashings from the likes of jim Beheim, uh mike suseski and then he goes and then yells at scooter when he's behind the plate calling balls and strikes yeah <laughs> so, a little payback yeah so that, i thought that was a pretty funny uh, line from scooter last night but everybody did a great job with bailey hosting and uh, uh Dwayne grooms putting it all together and uh yeah it was a great great time i plan to go back next year if, I, if i'm invited Awesome stuff. Chandler Honeycutt, his first hot stove uh, appearance and experience. Also saw a guest on the show yesterday there, Ryan Meadows. All right. Good deal. Good to talk to Ryan about the upcoming Down East Baseball pitching and catching clinic going on next Saturday. Registration ends on Tuesday for that if you want to get your kids signed up. Um, Yesterday, I posted a picture of you. Wearing a Titleist hat and a Callaway quarter zip. We need to take a break. It's 4.55. Why? There's nothing wrong here. Uh, I asked people what they thought about this, wearing two brands like that. Uh, Craig says, 
they're not necessarily competing. He could have titleist clubs and play Callaway balls or vice versa. I got you, Chan. So Craig had no issue with it at all. Uh, Stephen Asby accompanied uh, his tweet with a photo. <laughs> He's wearing an Under Armour purple quarter zip, Columbia ECU polo, three-stripe life ultra boost oh. on Painted Purple Friday. He says, uh, I don't care because I stay fresh to death. All right. So uh, Asby is fine. Thank, thanks for the backup, Asby. Uh, this guy, we'll say KJ on Twitter, says it's like wearing Nike socks with New Balance kicks. Can't rock that, my guy. Can't do it. My guy. Uh, Pirate Treasure says, I find it crazy when folks match Puma, Adidas, Nike, Reebok when they both make footwear and clothing. More so when it's their branded stuff, not their licensed gear. I cannot wear a pair of Adidas pants with any other brand shoe vice versa i also have adidas socks and if i use adidas socks i cannot wear another brand shoe okay uh, there's shirley's take on it redbeard says uh, i think we really need to get molly's perspective here <laughs> we'll ask him next week uh and snoitus snoits says i'm outraged and then the latest one and we'll take a break here was joe he says let's be real as long as his hat is matching his pants, then he's good. Because then it looks like he meant to. I'm more concerned about the Carolina blue, white, navy color hodgepodge he's rocking. Brand mixing is cool, but you got to coordinate. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> he got to, Take it easy, Joe. No said about it, man. Jeez, Joe. Say I actually know so, Joe. Joe. Coordinate. Do like Clip does. Coordinate. We'll take a break. Come back when we return. Morgan Aylers joins us. Greeny and a great giveaway. It is Free Beer Friday. Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack on the line. We're back with Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 on this Free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Charlie Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here, and Morgan Aylers, voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium, Minji's Coliseum, joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Hello, Morgan. Hey, Clip. Happy Friday to you. The weekend is finally here. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. That it is, including right here. Uh, Shirley and Morgan, did y'all see the um, old shows that were rebooted this week? Do you, Are you aware of the two programs I'm referring to? 
that would be, I believe it's that 90s show yes. and Night Court. Night Court. I, that one I did not know until moments ago. I have not watched either one of them. I, I have not seen them. I'm going to. I like the originals. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they redo those, though. You know, I'm not, I never was a big 70s show fan, although I've watched it in reruns a little bit. But Night Court, I, I really I really like Night Court. I remember as a kid, uh, Night Court, and I was, I don't know, too young to probably get it all, but I do remember it being a funny I, program. I loved uh, the original Night Court. I was a big fan of uh, Bull, and yeah. uh, I think it was Roz. Was that her name, the the well, bailiff? I was the bailiff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was a big fan of the two of them, and then uh, I was a huge fan of that 70s show. Uh, now, I have seen preliminary reviews and for both shows uh, in terms of the reboots, and they they haven't been very positive. Oh, really? So I, and I think that's part of the reason why I've kind of been reluctant to watch it. Yeah. I did. Did you ever watch Wednesday, Shirley? And I have not. It's on my list. I just haven't. That brought back some uh, '90s Adams Family movie nostalgia for me a little bit. I, it was it was pretty good. I yeah, I've, that. I've been told by more than one person I needed to watch it. I just don't have the time right now. I, I'll tell you a show that I've watched uh, in the last week or so. I, it, it's been out for a while. If you've ever watched the movie The Godfather, there was a series on HBO called The Offer about the making of The Godfather. My mom uh, is like, that's her favorite movie. And when that came out, she was very excited. I know she watched it. I have not watched it yet, though. It's really good. All right. Well done. We'll check that out. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Uh, Morgan, something else to watch last uh, Saturday was the Hula Bowl and uh, an MVP performance from Holton Ayler's there down there in Florida. And now uh, we're going to see him in another postseason all star type game, the NFL PA uh all-star game that he'll be participating in morgan so um uh, what, what's that all about when did uh holton get the news when did you hear about that that he'd be participating in that game well he had a great experience down the hula bowl it was really a first class deal from what he told me and met a lot of great people had a lot of great uh meetings during the week and uh had a good game and very proud of him and the plan was to have uh, surgery on his shoulder this past tuesday and it was scheduled, and uh, late Sunday, uh, and Bill Johnson, his agent, uh, got a phone call, and uh, they made it. Uh, they wanted Holt to come and play in the NFLPA game, which is going to be played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on the 28th. I think it's a six o'clock kickoff on the, on the NFL Network, and uh, he's actually going to be leaving Sunday morning for that. He'll be out there all week, so. Like I told him, I said, it's a great experience. Go out there and just keep doing what you do. I mean, he's a lot of people have doubted him throughout the years, and he just keeps on going like the ever-ready battery man. Bunny, he just keeps on going. <laughs> Another one of those uh, two, Morgan, where, yeah, the, the game's important. You want to look good, as Holton did, 10 for 10. Can't get uh, any better than that. But the week leading up to it, also very important with uh, the drills you're doing in front of, what, scouts, coaches, things like that. That's uh, – that's uh, another big reason to attend those events, right? It is, and uh, they'll have a lot of meetings one-on-one with the, uh, the teams. And it's, the, I, from what I and I don't know all this, but I think there's East Coast scouts and West Coast scouts. So I think there's a lot of the West Coast scouts of these teams will be attending that bowl game. A lot uh-huh. of general managers, a lot of owners will be out there at the same time. So it's a really good opportunity. Uh, Jeff Fisher, I think, is going to be his head coach, former. Tennessee Titan head coach and coach in the USFL, and Eddie George is going to be the other head coach on the other team. And 
got some really cool uh, players and uh, former players and coaches that will be actually doing the coaching. And, uh, he's really excited about it. It's a good opportunity and uh, looking forward to seeing him out there one more time. That's awesome. Some big names there. Uh, he met Ron Simmons down in Orlando. Maybe we'll get some pictures with uh, – Jeff Fisher, who coached in a Super Bowl, Eddie George, Heisman Trophy winner. So uh, that's uh, pretty cool stuff there. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. And Morgan, a lot of uh, Holton's teammates out as well. We talked to Noah Henderson on Monday. Great interview with Big Noah. He's a fascinating individual from Iceland and said he didn't start playing football till kind of midway through his high school career and uh and talked about a lot of different things on monday go back and check that out if you missed it but uh seen a lot of guys try to fulfill their dreams in the nfl or professional football we've seen guys graduate we've also seen morgan the biggest number of transfers we've probably ever seen and yes it's happening everywhere but east carolina losing around 30 players off the roster last year that's got to be the biggest number we've ever seen uh, with pirate football going to look a lot different next year i think it'll look a lot different i think this may be the the biggest year probably for that uh the transfer portal, I think, from a lot of schools, and I think a lot of that has to do with that extra COVID year, because um, a lot of these guys leaving have their degrees already. You know, they they have, they still have one or two years left to play. Uh, you know, and the way the rules are now, if you're not happy with where you're at, and you feel like you want to play and contribute somewhere else, you know, the door's open for you. Do we've talked about it? I think there needs to be some sort of restrictions on how many times a player can go. Um, but at the same time, you know, they've got to do what's best for them. And if they feel it's playing somewhere else, if, you know, they're, they're realistically, majority of those guys probably aren't NFL guys, but, you know, they put the time in, they want to play here. They might not have the opportunity. And I do know that a lot of the coaches at East Carolina, Coach Houston, position coaches, you know, they're very upfront with a lot of these players saying, you know, yeah, you want to, do you want to play? Do you want to stay here? You're welcome to. But if you want to play, we can help you try to find some other place to go and they help make the contacts to go to some of these other places to try to find a home. So, and it's that way at different schools, the coaches might call uh, one of their friends and say, Hey, I've got a guy you might be interested in. I know yeah. that's happened as well. So hopefully they all find a place and they can all be happy. And that's what it's all about and play some football. Morgan Ayler's joining us. There'll be some football on pirate radio this weekend, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Morgan, I don't know. One of these road teams is going to win, right? So uh, who's the most likely? Jaguars at Chargers, Giants at Eagles, Bengals at Bills, Cowboys at Niners. If you had to pick one, what road team would you pick this weekend? Cowboys. I mean, yeah, they they they, they look great the other night. Yeah. But how can you go from looking like you can win the Super Bowl to somebody that can't spell Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, the week before against no offense against your Commanders they were horrible and the people can say oh they weren't trying those guys were trying yeah the starters were out there they were trying to score they just couldn't they couldn't get a first down well it's you know it's no different than what happened with the the tampa bay against them last week you know tampa bay a couple weeks ago looked like they were putting it all together and last week they i've never seen tom brady throw so many passes right in the dirt just to avoid a sack and he was doing it the other night and again a lot of that has to do with the cowboys but at the same time, you know, the, the up and downs of an NFL season, who knows? You know, Buffalo looks like they can win a Super Bowl on offense and defense. It doesn't look like they can stop anybody right now. So 
that's going to be, I think that's going to be a really high scoring game up in Buffalo between the Bengals and the Bills. Yeah, and both uh, Cincinnati and Buffalo somewhat limping into this round. Neither looked super impressive last week in their victory. So, kind of a wake up call for both of them, which uh, should lead, I would think, to a, a fun one on Sunday. Yeah, I think so. I, I haven't even seen the weather forecast. You never know what you're going to get in Buffalo. You could be sunny and 50 or snowing 20 25 30 inches and 10 degrees and you know who knows but uh hopefully it'll be a good day for football and there's some really good games this week i think uh philadelphia and new york can be a really good game i think philly should should win the game but new york's just that kind of gritty team that's just hanging around and beating teams not pretty but they're beating teams and daniel jones isn't the most flashy quarterback out there but man he's put together a really solid season and he could have a really bright future with in the league. By the way, weather report, Morgan Aylers, for Buffalo on Sunday. Um, it's, uh, let's see, could be some precip. And, and it looks like, you know, in eastern North Carolina, the high and low can 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 really vary throughout the, the day. But in Buffalo on Sunday, high of 35, low of 30. So you kind of know what you're going to get there. Okay, I don't know what you're going to get. What's the, what's the precip chance? Uh, precip. But it's snow. Sunday afternoon, 62%, 80 percent uh, at three o'clock. So, yeah, could be uh, could be some snow, light snow during that game. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what we want to see, right? I love watching snow football games. I love it. You'll have the snow uh, early Sunday to watch, and then. Probably beautiful, sunny California uh, for the Niners and Cowboys later on. So a bit of a uh, discrepancy in the weather in those two locales for Sunday. Uh, Morgan, no ECU basketball this weekend for the first time in a while. So uh, no Pirates at home nor on the road. They'll be back in action Tuesday night when they take on Tulsa. Uh, Trying to figure out how to win a game without Javon Small. Hadn't gone well so far for the Pirates. No, you know, hopefully it's it's not as serious as it could be, but uh, they keep playing it very close to the vest on what's going on with his knee. Uh, you know, the other night they played decent in the first half against uh, Temple, but then they just got blown out in the second half, and that seems to be the M.O. for this team. They can play play well. They're just hard, having a really hard time right now putting two solid halves together, and uh, but they got to find a way to do it. You know, if Javon's not going to be with them for – you know, the near future, they've got to find somebody to step up and be that offensive player that he is and that leader, whether it's R.J. Felton, whether it's Jaden Walker, whoever the case may be. Somebody's got to take this and say, okay, guys, let's go. And until they find that person, they're going to struggle. But, you know, it just takes a few shots to start going into that person really and all of a sudden, hey, I could do this. I can be that guy. And uh, R.J. the other night had that was streaky that, uh, you, know, you know, maybe he is the guy. Maybe he can be the guy. I'll tell you what he is. He's a guy that can jump over somebody and duck it. Awesome follow-up dunk uh, from R.J. Felton. And, and right now, he just is what he is. He's He is about the streakiest uh, player we've got here at ECU and seen in a long time. He can hit 5 of 5 one night from beyond the arc. He can go 0 for 9. Uh, but uh, And another thing he does, other than dunk Morgan, he'll, he's 100% defense every time. He's uh, He's out there. Probably usually guarding the best guy uh, they have on offense. He is physically he's a you know he's incredible he's just in incredible shape. He's, yeah. he's he's not the tallest guy in the world, but he's big and strong and he's fast. 
And he, like you said, he loves to play defense and uh, really exciting to see him out there. I, I always joke the first time I saw him, and I remember when Joe Dooley brought him in, and, uh, I told Coach Dooley at the time, I said, man, you're lucky because if he really wanted to be a wide receiver, <laughs> yeah, he could make some big-time money in wide receiver, as high as he can jump and strong as he is. You know, but he's a, he's a hard-nosed basketball player, and uh, we're lucky to have him here in East Carolina. Morgan Aylers joining us. Morgan, what you got planned for the weekend? Football. Football. Actually, this is the last weekend in a while that we've, we've got off from, from DJing parties or weddings and, you know, daddy-daughter dances and a lot of different things coming up. So looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, but busy, but I'm enjoying this weekend off. And next week... Uh, Work a Friday night, then going to watch football on Saturday, and uh, then it really kicks in. Good deal. Well, uh, enjoy the football, Morgan Aylers, and we will chat with you next week. Thanks, Clip. You guys have a great weekend. You too, man. There is Morgan Aylers joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. Shirley Rhodes, before we take a timeout, let's uh, give away this 12 pack here. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, we got the Bud Light Seltzer, Apple Slices, Variety Pack, and more coming your way. If you are lucky, caller number 12, 317-1250, 317-1250, must be 21 or older and able to come pick up your prize if you want to be today's winner. All right, we'll have our winner. We'll have more on Pirate Radio Live when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. And congratulations to Davis Searcy of Greenville, uh, was our big winner on Free Beer Friday. Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light every day, especially game day is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Davis uh, showed up to Sports Trivia Wednesday night at AJ's. He actually requested before the festivities began that we push back the start time so he could attend the entire women's game uh, Wednesday night in Mengees and the Pirates won 61 to 53 over Cincinnati running their record to 13 and 6 overall and 4 and 2 in conference play and they will be on the road coming up on Saturday 3 o'clock taking on Wichita State that'll be on ESPN plus so East Carolina uh, Kim McNeil's team trying to improve their AAC record they have been playing well they will be back home coming up another Wednesday six o'clock game coming up when they take on Memphis uh, in Menchie's Coliseum on Wednesday so Kim McNeil's Pirates will be in action this weekend and uh, playing very well right now yeah as a matter of fact I am uh, getting ready to uh, see uh, 
do do. I'm going to pull up the uh, the latest standings as far as uh, women's basketball goes because if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, they are four and two or five and two. Four and two. Okay. I believe they're in third. They are in there. third yeah. place, and the only other two, uh, the only two teams that are above them right now are undefeated. That's South, South Florida, Florida and Tulsa. And Tulsa. I know South Florida's kind of since UConn left. South Florida has been that team to beat. Yeah. So and uh, Wichita State two and four in the American. So this is a uh, a huge matchup for East Carolina. That like I said, they're four and two. If they can move to five and two, they'll sit in in third place for a while because uh, the uh, Houston is only a game behind them. But if they can put some distance between themselves and Houston, that puts them in a pretty decent spot. All right, thank you for that, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here, Clip Rock, and we welcome on the Pit Electric Live Line, host of the Golf Shop Radio Show, coming your way Saturday, eight to ten a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Mark Greenheld, Greeny, uh, welcome in. How you doing this Friday? I'm doing great, Clip. How you doing? Doing good. And uh, Greeny, we've been talking uh, for a while now about the Live Tour and eyeballs, and and when they're going to finally make the move to. Uh, you know, regular television, and so people can watch their products during the weekend. And uh, we got some answers on that this week as Liv uh, has signed a deal with the CW. I did not have them on my TV bingo card when it came to what network uh, the Live Golf Tour would show up on, but that uh, that is the case. Greeny, what uh, did you make of this announcement that we saw this week? First off, I didn't even know the CW still existed. <laughs> and uh, I honestly don't think I've ever watched the CW network. So, and again, I mean, no Friday coverage, Saturday, Sunday only. They're, I guess they're dropping their YouTube streaming. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And I guess that's the only place that they could go. I mean, it, it's going to come down to, you know, our sponsor's going to, are advertisers going to actually advertise? Is this going to be like, you know, nonstop golf because nobody wants to advertise? How long is it going to last? I, I don't know any of these things. Um, it's going to, the whole thing is going to be interesting. I mean, I like David Faraday, but is David Faraday a lead, you know, guy for, uh, for golf coverage? I'm not so sold on that. I think he's a nice, you know, he's a Will Ferrell type. I always loved Will Ferrell as like the, you know, the secondary uh, character in movies because I thought that's when he was his funniest, but not kind of the lead guy. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's still funny to me though that it's supposed to be a 14 event schedule. They've only posted seven events, and we don't even know who the field and the teams are yet. So they've got a lot of work to do, and it kind of just shows that they really don't know what they're doing. Yeah, interesting stuff, and uh, you mentioned it there uh, a moment ago that the streaming on YouTube no longer a thing. They will, uh, however, be showing the uh, the Fridays uh, via streaming, and it apparently will be free. You don't need a uh, TV subscription, so you'll still be able to get it on the CW app, which I didn't like you, Greeny, knew no CW was a thing. I didn't know there was such thing as a CW app, but I guess golf fans, live fans, uh, Harold Varner fans will have to uh, to download that as they uh, get ready for another season. Yeah, I mean, the whole, I, like I said, the whole thing is going to be interesting. Uh, they've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I mean, they're you know they're going in less than a month here. And uh, they're not even prepared, so it's, it's the whole thing become it's become more comical 
last year, you know, you kind of thought that it was there and some of the stuff and they were making strides, then all the stuff, they just don't have their ducks in a row. And it makes you wonder, you know, why Greg Norman is still leading this thing. You've heard Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods both say that if Greg Norman wasn't leading it, there might be some discussions to be had. I mean, if I'm the Saudis, I mean, I couldn't have kicked Greg Norman out any quicker. Well, what they do have, I guess, Greeny now, I mean, they've got the names, right? They've got the roster, the, the golfers that they've added. It's almost like, all right, let's add everyone we can and figure it out later almost. But uh, they do have that. So I, I guess to your point, if they could find somebody to kind of structure all this, it could actually turn into something that, that people want to see perhaps. Well, and I think that they their plan was to get like 10 more guys, right? To, to get 10 more defectors. Well, you know, they don't have any to this point. We think that Mito Pereira, he of the hit it in the creek on the, on the 72nd hole of the PGA Championship and not even make the playoff, Mito Pereira. Um, so, again, not another tremendous loss for the PGA Tour if that is, in fact, the case. But not the defections I think that they were trying to get after 2022. Greeny, we, we talk a lot about, you know, with, with East Carolina, with college athletics, the transfer portal and, and all the movement between, you know, players and, and schools these days. And, and we always want OK, so when, when is the stopping point to this? And, and we're coming to that closed window portion here soon. And of course, it will open back up later on in the calendar year. But how about the the live portal as far as players defecting and things like that? Now that the PGA season has started. Uh, do you think that it's kind of set for a while now, or do you think we'll see guys jump ship? I guess there is no timetable when guys can do it, right? It could happen any time. So where do you think we are on that? Guys can go at any time, but supposedly with this 14-event season and the teams, they're all supposed to be set in stone, and you're all, you know, your team is supposed to play those 14 events and have at it, you know, individual and team. Hmm. You know, if somebody gets hurt in the middle of the season, I don't, do they have a contingency plan where they can roll somebody in to take that guy's spot? You know, I, I, again, I, I, poor leadership. They don't know what, you don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're doing. If, you, if the media doesn't know what they're doing at this point, you would think that they don't really know what they're doing unless they've got it all figured out behind closed doors. Uh, that tour is still trying to hide documents, as we saw recently in, in court, you know, in court proceedings that they don't want to release certain documents. And the PGA Tour says, well, if they were going to cherry pick what documents they want to release, then we're not going to find out anything. So uh, there's a lot to be done in 2023 around this, and uh, it's not going to get any better. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Greeny, uh, what are we looking at in the golf world this weekend? What are you keeping an eye on? Oh, we got a lot. So, you know, we got PGA Tour playing uh, back on the mainland, back out west, uh, the American Express out in La Quinta, California. And, you know, you got guys like Sun M, John Rahm, uh, Sam Burns, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Tom Kim, Jason Day, uh, you know, all kinds of names in the leaderboard in round number two. So good look for the PGA Tour. Um, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour is doing their start of season as well, but they kind of do a an oddity where they play over the weekend into the beginning of the week to get a little notoriety. You got the LPGA tour having their tournament of champions uh, along with uh, a bunch of celebrities playing. So that's always a fun event to watch. And then you got the European tour kind of kicking off their year over in Abu Dhabi. And uh, you got, a, you got some of the former European tour live players that are playing over there as well, too. So uh, lots going on now in the golf world. We've really picked it up this week. Mark Greenell's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. The Clemson Tigers have finally lost a 
an ACC basketball game. It happened uh, this week against Wake Forest on the road. So, Greeny, now you can go uh, to that North Carolina game later on this season and not have to worry about jinxing the Tigers since they finally lost one, right? Yeah, and unfortunately for them, uh, they were down their starting point guard uh, and down another guard, so they were kind of putting, you know, guys that hadn't played a lot of minutes had to kind of suck it up, and, and they did not start the game very well, didn't start the second half very well. Actually got got it down and had a chance at the end of the game. So from that standpoint, you, you got to say that the, the Tigers, you know, have represented pretty well. They've got another game uh, tomorrow. Virginia Tech comes into Clemson, and uh, not sure of the status of those two guards, but uh, when they're healthy, it seems like that they can kind of compete with anybody at this point. So a little a little hope there on the horizon. Talking to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us, NFL Playoffs. You can check that out on Pirate Radio this weekend. Doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader on Sunday. Greeny, I'll be watching with a lot of hate as three NFC East teams are participating, and uh, my Washington team is where they normally are this time of year, sitting at home watching the playoffs. How about you as a Patriots fan? Who's uh, who's the, I guess, your personal biggest rival out there what team do you hate the most is it one of your east counterparts is it is it a buffalo or is it with all those games against you know denver and indianapolis over the years in the playoffs is it one of them who, who what team do you hate the most screeny well uh i would say growing up because the patriots always struggled when i grew up uh you know miami dolphins were their daddy so i always hate the miami dolphins um, and obviously, in the AFC East, I would probably go Dolphins I hate first, the Jets I hate second, and the Bills I would hate third. So the Bills you know, aren't that high on my radar. I always like the fact that the fans in, in Buffalo are so over the top. So yeah. It's always fun to see them do well. But, you know, you, you got to win something before, before you start making a ruckus sometimes, and they haven't really won anything yet. So uh, it's always fun to see. But this time of year, I'm watching my Clemson guys. I mean, I'm watching, you know, guys, uh, obviously, a yeah. bunch of them on the Jacksonville Jaguars with Lawrence and ATN and uh, offensive linemen. You got uh, defensive guys on the Giants. Uh, so there's a bunch of guys playing across the board on all these teams. So the Clemson Tigers well represented. No doubt. Yeah, that's a good point. T. Higgins uh, trying to knock off the Bills coming up on Sunday. Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show coming up Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday show? So uh, Bill Bender of the Sporting News will talk uh, all things college and professional sports. Then we got uh, Mike Johnson who does product reviews at Golf Digest. We have the uh, the big PGA merchandise show coming up down in Orlando. Uh, all the all the companies, whether, you know, across the board, come into one place. Uh, I used to go to that. Don't go to it anymore. Uh, have some other commitments to do. But it's always a fun show, so we get to see some new products and uh, kind of go through everything. So we'll talk to Mike Johnson about that. And then we'll catch up with uh, Marty Gorsuch, who's the CEO of the Farmers coming up next week which was always traditionally when we saw tiger woods kick off his season a seven-time champion of that event but i don't think we're going to see him this time around unless something changes in the next three hours grainy good stuff thanks for joining us today we'll check you out on saturday and uh, catch up with you again next week appreciate the time all right clip hey thanks have a good one Thank you, Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. You can check that out Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Let's take a break. Uh, when we return, I got a little game for us. Play a little Friday fun game here in hour three. I don't know what it's called. Name three, something like that. Myself, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt will compete. You can play the at-home edition. 
when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. It closed out the week strong. The Dow was up 330 points at 33,375. The Nasdaq was up 288 points at 11,140. S&P was also up 73 points at 3,972. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. A uh, high school kid named Jaden McDowell just tweeted out, I want to thank God as well as Chris Foster for blessing me with a football offer to East Carolina University. I'm beyond grateful and excited to have my first D1 offer. Hashtag grateful and humble. But the picture he used for it is the conclusion of the Birmingham Bowl, and it's got Miles Berry, Holt Nailers, Noah Henderson, Mike Houston, and Keaton Mitchell, and they have the um, Thick Cheeks trophy that they're holding. And above them is just confetti as far as the eye can see, and you can't really see... You can't see anything beyond that. It's like and the it, Super Bowl. It makes it look like they won the Super Bowl. So that that was what I was getting to. It's like a great picture. It's like, man, these guys are winning championships. It looks like so but like if you actually look behind that confetti, there's like nobody there. <laughs> but the picture is awesome. So uh keep retweeting that for these uh high school recruits that'll hopefully come to East Carolina and uh give us some dubs on the football field, on the gridiron. All right, I want to play a game here. I had this one in mind earlier this week. was going to play when Bryce was here, but we got talking, and he had a fake cramp, and things happened, so we never got around to it. But uh, So in this game, we'll have a leadoff man slash woman who will say name something, and we go around the horn, and the idea is, for example, I'll say name a state. And Shirley, you go first. California. All right, Chandler. South Dakota. All right, so both of y'all are correct. Now it comes back to me, and I have to close out the loop, and I will go with Hawaii. All right, we all passed that one. So if for some reason you can't answer the question I ask, then that round is over. But if y'all both answer one, and I don't have an answer for my question I ask, then I'm the big loser, the big L. So it's got to go back to the leadoff man, and the leadoff man has to complete it to, uh, you know, close out the round. So everybody understand? Mm-hmm. All right. So, and if you guys have a thought, a question, a category in mind, feel free to jump in. But I thought of a few. Uh, name a city in Texas that has a Division One university in it. Shirley Rhodes. 
Oh, a Division One, yeah. Dallas. Okay, which All, would be uh, SMU. I, I was going to say yeah. SMU. All right, Austin. Austin would be Texas, and I'll go with Waco with Baylor. All right, simple enough. <laughs> See, he's trying to mess me up. Who? I was thinking, who? Hi. Um. Do you want me to go with another one? No. Name three types of snakes. Who's okay. first? Uh, Chandler. Uh, rattle. Uh, boa constrictor. Water moccasin. <laughs> I thought you were about to stump no, I, no, no, no. No, because I was going to say rattlesnake, but then I just realized you said it, but you just, you just said rattle, and I was like, oop, no, I can't say that. All right, Chandler won't know this one, but Shirley, let's name Pink Floyd albums. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Wall. There you go. She left the easy, the, like the biggest one out there for you. What's their biggest one called, Chandler? Uh, it's got the prism, you know, the triangle and the yeah, rainbow. Yes. Um, I don't know. What's the name of it? Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, Animals. Another. Animals. Wish You Were Here. Another. Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, Chandler, let's name animals. All right. Deer. <laughs> Dog. Bear. <laughs> Taylor, do you have one? Um, let's go with name name three super uh, name three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. I'll go for or you go first. All right, I'm gonna go with Doug Williams, Tom Brady, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. What is wrong with you? Nick Foles. <laughs> what are you doing? Matt Hasselbeck? <laughs> what were you going to say? What were you I was thinking say? Matt Ryan. <laughs> he was in the Super Bowl. That's what I was thinking. He didn't make it. All right, let's toughen this baby up, All right, potentially for myself. Chandler, name an East Carolina Pirate that has hit a home run in a Major League Baseball game. Alec Burleson. All right, Shirley. Oh, come on. In a major league? Yeah. He's the reason why I started liking the Nationals. The reason for the baseball season. Why he's like the Nationals? Play with Cliff Godwin. Initials are C-T. He's a real Chad. Chad Tracy. Yeah. Oh, my God. My my brain just went completely blank because my first thought was – Mackenzie Gore didn't hit a home run. He didn't come to ECU either. <laughs> He's also he a pitcher. He didn't marry know, one what, of those things. Well, that's the thing. I, when you said hit a home run in the major leagues, I'm like, how many weren't pitchers? <laughs> so here's my issue. Those were the only two I had in mind. Like, there's got to be. Who's a third? Is there? I mean, and I feel like a real moron here. But am I? Who else is out there? Well, there's got to be somebody like Zach the, Houch- back in the Zach, 90s, maybe. Zach Houchins had a cup of coffee in the majors, but I don't know if he ever hit a home run while he was in the majors because he bounced back and forth. I feel like you did this before and you meant Jack Reinheimer. Yes. Okay. It's Jack Reinheimer. Yeah. I, oh, I still did it again. 
but zach houchins houchins appreciates you saying he played major league baseball so much Did i think i think the last time i checked on him he was playing for the richmond spiders he went back to college no not richmond spiders <laughs> <laughs> no richmond's um minor league team is the squirrels they were in the brains squirrels uh my brain uh, my brain's not working yeah it's just just freaking yeah. almost six o'clock i can't all right remember I, I got one so i lose that yeah yeah i got one who help us out who's another pirate that home run there's got to be a, a more all right go ahead name three capital cities in the united states <laughs> raleigh I'm going to go with Sacramento. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did trick him more, up. Chandler. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> Tallahassee. Oh, here to go. Name a country in Africa that's not Chad. Chandler. <laughs> Chile. No. Not even close. This is South America. <laughs> I mean, holy moly. All right. Uh, that is, uh, well, it is doesn't matter Egypt? now. Um, Egypt, a country in Africa? It's right there at the top, I believe. I like the Ivory Coast. I like uh, the Congo. Let me see. Let me let me find. Let's Google it up. All right. Um, well, now that Chandler didn't know that, I'm interested to see what he does know. Name a continent that's not North or South America or Africa. Asia. There you go. That'll you know work. who we need? Bryce. I know. I put out the Bryce signal for the this. Geographicals are just awesome right now. All right. Here's another one. Here's one. Now, if this comes back to me. I might be in trouble. Shirley, name a 49ers receiver that's had a 1,000-yard receiving season. Jerry Rice. All right, Chandler. Uh, Debo Samuel. All right, I was going to uh, – okay, I'm going Terrell Owens. Are we sure Debo – Debo had 1,000, right? Yeah. I'm sure he has. What about But Dwight? he does so much, though. He, does, he runs and he catches. What about Dwight Clark? Not a receiver, and I, but – technically I would, I would allow it but i don't know if he had a thousand yards by the way egypt is a country in africa it's in northern africa way to go debo has a 1000 yard season under his belt had it last year we got through the round let's go way to go now we're getting somewhere uh name a professional sports team whose nickname does not end in an s surely cardinal Oh, you said professional. I sure did. Okay, professional. Of any sport, correct? Big four. The big four. So, basketball, baseball, football. Dude, there's so um, many. With that Why does, are you looking them up? S, that does not I'm have not an S. I'm just looking down. Why are you looking them down? What are you talking about? I'm just literally looking down. Oh, so you were criticizing Shirley. No, I'm literally, I'm trying to think, and everyone that I think of has an S. And I said, there's so many that has an S. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's the point of the question. I know, but I, I'm just. Shirley, you got nothing? I'm thinking. I'm going through in my head. All right, we're going to sit in silence till you figure it out. That does not have an S. It, it does not end with an S. And it's the man, and it would be part of the big four. Um, wow. Everyone has an S. All right. So I will uh, just tell you so we can move this along. I was thinking. I know uh, of the hockey one, but. What? The wild. 
All right, we'll say it. Yeah. You said it was the big, f- oh, big four. Charlie, I was thinking of big are you three. Okay? Yeah, what is, are you, <laughs> are you on drugs? <laughs> it's I think Friday. it's just Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. The Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Sorry. Avalanche. There I you w- go. I was thinking I see, the I big was, three. I wasn't even was thinking football, hockey at all. Basketball, baseball. I completely, I, but my first thought was Minnesota Wild, but then when you said big four, Somehow my brain went, none of this doesn't include NHL. I had the heat, magic, and thunder in mind. Oh, good. God almighty. Yep. All right. Name name a brand of, excuse me, name a breed of dog. Collie. Husky. Hmm. There's only 82 left. <laughs> no, I was going to say one, and then I realized it's probably going to come off as... Um. Dalmatian. <laughs> All right. I was that wasn't lab. what. Well, I was thinking. What is it? Shoot, 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 I've been in the lab. That was that was what I was thinking. Name a an outdoor winter Olympic sport, Chandler. Uh, skiing. More specific, please. Snow skiing. <laughs> More specific. It's not just snow. Uh, sl- sledding? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? The sled? Bobsled. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Bobsled. Yeah. You can't just say skiing. The luge. Thank you. Uh, like um, high jump, ski jump, snowboard. Yeah. What did they call that? Cross country skiing. Where they do the vertical, where they fly like f- yeah, flying the, squirrels. Um, well, it's not the high jump, is it? It's like the... No, uh, but it's something like that, yeah. but on ice, basically. All right. Um, I, got, I got one. Go. Do, try to do something Na- that name, doesn't have na- a million options. All right. Name a city that hosts more than one football team, professional football team. New York. <laughs> more than one football team? Mm-hmm. Uh, L.A. Man. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. There's got to be another one. <laughs> I think you boxed yourself in a corner I, I here. I did. I did. See, this That's is the point called of the game. That's shooting yourself in the foot yeah, there, Chandler. You were hoping that Shirley wouldn't get that second one. Yeah. So you could uh, come in and swoop in with the win. Yeah. Is there a third one? I don't I don't know. Uh, not Chicago, because like, baseball has two Chicagos. Um, uh, yeah, that might have been a better question for baseball as opposed to football. Yeah. Sorry, Chandler. All right, that's fine. I did that to All myself. All right. Name a city, a United States city, that has a professional baseball, basketball, and football team in it. Chandler, do you want to go? Uh, Sure. Let's go Dallas. <laughs> Wait, hold on. The face you made. <laughs> so baseball, no, no, no. You're out. I'm gone. Terrible. Detroit. Uh, Detroit? Yeah. Detroit. Oh, the Tigers, uh Lions. the Lions and the um Pistons. Pistons. Yep. Damn, that's a good one though. Um Oh, Seattle. Seahawks. Nope. Oh, no, they don't have the Sonics anymore. You guys stink. Ah! Name a five-letter word that starts with a B. Brick. Brick. All right, now you name one. Brain. 
All right. B-R-A-I-N. I'm going to go with break. Oh, take a break. Yep. Brick, brain, break. Well, that was a game that we'll never play again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. You sure you don't want to bring that back next week? <clears throat> uh, if we got another segment to kill, maybe. Name that sound. Is that coming back on Thursday? Yes. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna work very diligent this diligently this weekend. Um, Jay says Butch John, Butch Davis hit a home run with the Royals. Butch Davis says Johnny hit seven lifetime home runs. Also, Pat Watkins with the Red Reds. All oh, right. okay. Thank you. I knew there was somebody out there, but uh, did not have those names. That tells me. We get some of these hitters up to the bigs. Yeah, we got to hit some more, some more dangers. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Wrapping it up for the week here on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in today. And uh, we will... Talk to you coming up Monday, 3 o'clock. Enjoy the playoffs and your sports weekend. And you can hear those games right here on Pirate Radio. For Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, I am Cliff Brock. Talk to you Monday. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.